rolling. We started. Is yeah, this we, it? We, we, this is not reasonable yet, ignorance. Yes, sir. Now, wow. this is the ignorant shit you like. I am King Cooler. This is the ignorant shit you I'm like. Nigga. This is the ignorant shit you like. Come on. <laughs> this, this is the ignorant shit you like. You know the boy he has when the mother got a nine chasing a chicken. Bombs. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast Episode. 99. What you got, Mike? I'm going to say three. I got three people. What's the three people? One is from the Chicago Bears, Dan Hampton. I knew you were going to say Dan Hampton. Uh, The other one is from the University of Miami. Who? Played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who? Warren Sapp. Also a Hall of Famer. Warren Sapp. Big Nick Warren Sapp. Yeah, and, and we'll take some pussy. Bombs! And leave that out. Starting already, huh? Starting already. And rest in peace, Jerome Brown. Used to play for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Jerome Brown. Yeah. Okay. Defensive lineman. All right. Also, by the way, uh, University of Miami. Word. So, 399s. Next week, the big week, 14. Yeah. Episode 100. 100. After 100, we're not counting them no more. We're not all. counting them no more? Nah, we ain't counting them no more. We just going to... Roll out, man. Roll out. Just roll out. We did. We did it. We did a hundred episodes. We got to do it. Come next week. Got to get. Yeah, let that breathe. Yeah, 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 yeah. hundred. That's dedication on our. That's dedication on our. <laughs> Shit. Oh okay, okay. You might not make it. A hundred. Please. Yeah, stay on Eighty Third Street in Cold Park, then, brother. A hundred. A hundred weeks. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred weeks. We did it, man. I mean, an elephant had two fucking babies. <laughs> At 104 weeks. Happy birthday, Prince! Your purple Majesty. This, this, Happy this, birthday to Prince! This was so yes, tough. Yes. 59 years old today. Rotic City, can't you see? Fuck so pretty, you and me. My mama said, Don't you go out this house for the rest of the fucking week. Because she heard me say, it. I thought she was gone. So I'm like, you played this shit enough. Right. It's on. <laughs> yeah. Rotic City. Making love to cherry wine. <laughs> you ever seen Prince with an ugly bro? Never. Never. Always a fine woman. Always. Fine women. Every time. Oh, everywhere. Everywhere. And That's his fun. heels was longer than this. Man. Because he ain't about 5'4". Yeah. Something like that. 5'4"? Something like that. He might be shouting. With the heels on? No, I put the heels off. But uh, with the heels on, he about 5'7". 5'8". You know what's crazy? What's up? He gave the rights to his music and his, and his his estate to his half-brothers and sisters and his sister. But it's something, it's something else to that because it was an album that's supposed to drop and yeah. somehow or another... It didn't. I mean, it's some legal problem. So somebody somewhere stopped that yeah. because it's probably the greatest hits with like four new tracks. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday, Prince. Yeah. yeah. Jamal, birthday. you picked that song, Rest but you didn't know the words were on there, did you? You said what? <laughs> you didn't know the lyrics was in on that song. Uh, you know what? I pulled some. I pulled it down, <laughs> and you know, Prince got everything blocked. So you know, yeah. that was just my well, way of saying. Me, man, I could have got you some Prince music. I mean, come on, man. Got a load of that. We got a special guest this week, man. This guy here has been around for a long time. He's one of the only, the one of the only guys, one of the first guys to work for a black music music distributor. distributor. 
in the Midwest. Uh, I've known her for a long time. We got a lot of interest. When records same. were selling. Yeah, records were selling over-the-counter <laughs> tapes. Literally records. CDs, records. Eight yeah. tracks. Yes, sir. The one and only Kenny Lott, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, what's going Turn on? Bowen Bowen Makers all-time leading scorer in practice. Yeah. <laughs> I knew Mike had something to say. Pop it! <laughs> I kept the water hey, nice and cold, so everybody was happy. Let's, let's go back to the early two, early of mid 2000s. Ludacris featuring Snoop Dogg. Who let these hoes in my room? Turn it up, man. Engineering field. Broke out and called up the homeboy Snoop. Oh, nothing, just called. Looking for some women who can find a mom and all. Too, man. Right we had Snoop down the store one time. Give me 15 minutes and I yeah. hit you right you back. Yeah, oh, oh, We be all night. And he bought all those homies. We picked all those homies. And he schooled me on some stuff, man, that I didn't even know. Because he schooled me. He was like, um, this guy, um, hold on, save it, Tassie. We gon' save it, save it, save it. Save it. I met Ludacris too. At a club called Plus. Right down the street from uh, the stadium. Who let these hoes in my room? I bet he ain't put them out. Who let these hoes in my room? Hey, listen, listen, to, listen to the ad lib. Oh, you turned, you turned it down the wrong part. Turn it back up, man. You gotta extend that, please. Like trash, but one was yeah, a midget, it. so we'll just say four and a half. I was stuck speechless, couldn't believe my eyes. What I do to deserve this unpleasant Keep surprise? Going. I'll and tell I you was when. thinking to myself, this is just my luck. Yeah, then my nigga bust in like, what, what the, the fuck? Who in the hell let them booger bears out they sell? I mean, and what they doing in your room? Them nigga make them like Keep yeah. going. Got some fine bitches, dime bitches on their way. Okay. And told security, let them in with no delay. So when they get here, they probably be like half naked. Woo. Don't mean to trip out, but bitch, y'all got to dip out. Dip out. Catch the Keep elevator going. up one floor. Presidential with the slide it's and keep the dough. Oh no. What the fuck going on? Shit it is all Mike. around the listen world. To this, listen to this chorus here, Mike. Song. Bitch was so ugly, I told him to go home. Who let these hoes in my room? Man, who let these hoes in my room, man? Who let these hoes in my room? Oh, no. Did you let them in? That's the part I wanted to just hear. Did you let them in? Have you heard that before? Well, who let them in? Not a little. Are you a little Chris friend? No. No? I didn't say this rap. <laughs> I didn't say he couldn't rap. That, I nigga, say that I nigga's like just him. Jay-Z. I'm just not a fan of it. Jay-Z, Rakim, Kane, and that's it. And LL. R- you run. know, like Scarface. And Run, and run DMC. Yeah, run. He, notice he said nothing about Grandmaster uh, Grandmaster Flash, Melly Mel. Melly Mel has one of the most historical Come on, verses. You ain't not a fan of Grandmaster Cass. You're not a fan of Cold Crush. You don't say nothing about Sugar Hill. You don't never say shit about Curtis Blow. Never. One of the no. best rappers. Come on, well, Curtis I? Blow. Well, Curtis Blow had a curl. You see the way he dissed New Edition in the movie? Damn. <laughs> Pop it. Yeah, well, you know. Always something. He said, I'm not, I'm not open edition. up for no goddamn kids. Hey, don't I, mess with New Edition when it come to Mike. God. Don't I, nothing get in the way of New Edition. New baby. Edition or Jay-Z. Kenny, how many times did I buy? The dude bought Jay- 
80, was it JD Heartbreak? He bought it maybe any, 15 times. Any any from your store? From my store, yeah. I got tired of selling it to him. I got tired of selling it to him. I was bringing it to him. Guess Pop what? it! Guess I'm what? like, come on. Baby mama number one broke like three of them. Because every time she get mad at me, she just break it. <laughs> What's this, Mike? Charlie Wilson. Burn yeah, up baby. on me. Them boys from Oklahoma. You got to take it to the party. You got you to take it. I mean, I'm going to tell you where to cut it off, man, all right? We, we, we going to have some fun. Kenny, this for you. This come out like around your era. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, Pop it. It's your prom song, Kenny. It's your prom song. Pops! All righty. This, My prom song was Seven Love Must Be Loved by Heat Wave. Yeah, because it, it wasn't no big extravaganza. It was just Hell like no. he graduated, he got a fro. Gonna get this fro picked out and get it shaped up real good. She gonna get a hair curl. And she gonna be home by one o'clock. Hey, I had a blue tuxedo with the ruffle, t- what, ruffle shirt, boy. I was the coolest motherfucker in time. Did you spend 25000 on your prom? Woohoo! I spent 150 <laughs> 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 The prime was like twelve hours ago. Shit. The craziest part about my prom is how much I, I took. The, I took the, 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 the tux back to the biggest in the prom. She's like, Sir. Hold, hold that mic. Hold that mic. Hold, hold it. We got. We got to get you these stories. Come on. Shit. Keep going. Keep it going. Yeah, I'm amazed. This can't hit Charlie Wilson. He did, didn't he? He did. He was damn near dead. Got off that cocaine Drugs, and he did it. He did his ass up, man. He, he said up. he used to tell the promoter, give me $1,500 and the rest of the cocaine. Yeah. Bombs! <laughs> hold on. You going to hold that thought? You going to say it again? As soon as he get through with this rapping part. It's coming. It's coming. Here we go. Told me you go up the block, turn around, get you a strawberry pop. When I got back to the flat, you had burned rubber out the back. I went to the closet and I saw my clothes. All I saw was hangers opposed. I went to the phone and called your mama. Told that you had burned rubber on me, Charlie. Baby. <laughs> hey, that, that's rapping now. That's rapping. That's when you had respect. That's a hell of a story. Yeah, that, was, that was a hoe. I'm going up street to give me a pop. <laughs> I come back sweaty, been working my ass off, and you gone. Hey, he talk, he talking that that whole. Do you think this happened mm-hmm. in Oklahoma or some shit? Yeah, yeah. You know that's where they're from, right? Mm-hmm. They're from Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, welcome, hand claps, Kenny. I'm good. I'm welcome. Drive. Welcome. Um. We're gonna dig into your life, Kenny. Kenny Fletcher, to, right? No, nah, my name is Kenny Lott. Kenny Lott, Fletcher, But I, I just been there. I mean, I'm cool with it. I'm either Kenny Fletcher, he's my father, my uncle, my dad. You know, Susan, either my sister or my wife. So you know, I'm cool with it. So you, you're not related to Mr. Fletcher whatsoever. No, no, no. I just been in there for like a good part of my life. A good part of your when life. When did you start yeah. there? I started there in '79. Really? Been there 37 years. So 37 you, years. So you came years. to Fletcher's fresh out of high school. Fresh out of high school, yeah. And uh, let the people know what is what is Fletcher's. Fletcher's is a one-stop distributor. We sell across the country, you know, music, um, cassettes, CDs. When I first started, we had um, it was like this 45s, LPs, and 8-track tapes. And as you know, years progressed, 
they start adding the cassettes in. Then the cassettes, they faded out, then CDs came in. Then the albums faded out. Then it's just CDs and cassette singles and CD singles. And now it's just CDs. But, you know, um, for like the last four years, LPs are back. I mean, they do make a lot of LPs, but the biggest problem with most LPs and why you're not going to really find them in a lot of the black stores is because the price has doubled. Because when I first started, the cheapest LP was like seven ninety nine. Now the cheapest LP is like fourteen ninety nine. They say it because they have to press up the vinyl and there's all this special vinyl. But come on, man, yeah. what's special about that? Yeah, it wasn't special you printing it before, right? You know, so. But I know the price is like double. It's like some. Like I was telling my man earlier, it's some stores up north. That's all they carry is yeah. straight records, like and they re- have a certain day for them, like reckless like record day. Re- and reckless. it's a store. It's a store up north. I think it's called Reckless Records. Okay. People was in standing outside the store at 3 o'clock in the morning for record day on the Saturday morning. Shout out to Mike Love for that. Yeah. Have you? Mike Love is close to record day. You know about the record business, bottom line. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pleased. I've been you know a, a majority about the record business. Like you were saying something about, uh, um, you was, both of y'all were saying, or was you, Magic, you were saying something about um, Charlie. Charlie Wilson. Yeah, Charlie Wilson. Yeah. What, yeah, you just, what was you saying something about Charlie Wilson before, you know, the song cut off? You were saying how much he was charging? He was charging $1,500. He tell, he'd tell the promoter, give me $1,500 cash and give me the rest in cocaine. Yeah. Bombs! he do a concert. After the gap, they do their part. Caught you off guard there, engineering field. Kenny, let oh. the people know who... There's a prominent guy here from the West Side in the record industry. And uh, he started through Mr. Fletcher. George Daniels. George Daniels. Yeah. Really? He was trained by yeah. Mr. Fletcher. This is a history well, you know, lesson. Well, George, you know, he was a promoter. Well, he was a he just, um, promotion. You know, he traveled with a lot of guys. You know, he used to travel with Billy Stewart yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd been, like, he'd, he'd been with like a bunch of people. That's why he's so popular. People know him so well. I promise but, y'all I've had four conversations with him. The last one was last Sunday. I'm working on getting him on this podcast. You've been George working on Daniels. him too. I've been yeah. trying myself, yeah. but I'm face to face with him. I've been trying. But George be so. He, this is the oldest teenager in the world. Like he got dick clock faded. We oh, know most that. definitely, most definitely. Still but, the, still, but you got to look at it like this: the record business is forever young. Yeah, it's forever young. Yeah, and if you mess around, you it outgrow you. You know, George Clinton said a long time ago. He said the reason I use all these cartoon characters because cartoon characters they don't get old. Look at Mickey Mouse. Yeah, he almost two hundred years old. He looked the same. My six year old <laughs> loves watch loves watching Tom and Jerry. Yeah, and look Tom at Tom and, and Jerry. Jerry. That's, that's the fifty. Guess what you mean? Your six year old got it. That's the fifty. Two things. What basketball and Tom and Jerry. Yeah, and I'm forty six. Bombs. Yeah. And my favorite one of all time is when Tom was trying to impress this chick. And he bought her that bullshit ass ring. Yeah. And then dude came over. He, and he had them, them two welding masks. It was like, no, nah, this is a ring, motherfucker. Put the mask on. Right, so you don't <laughs> blind yourself in the When I open this motherfucking box. <laughs> and the then Tom ring. got him a car. He got a bullshit-ass hoopty. Uh-huh. And then dude got a motherfucking limo as long as the block. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that one. I know what you talking about. he was always about. trying to show up. He was he was just trying to impress old girl. Jerry was like, no, man, this is how you get the bitch. <laughs> right. I'm going to show you how to get her. Uh-huh. Because it, that was dude that was singing. Is you, is you, is you, ain't my, my baby. baby. Was it was it a black cat? Uh, no, it wasn't a black cat. Okay, it a black yeah, cat. yeah, it was a black cat. I, it was a black it, cat. It was a black yeah. cat. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, nigga, show out. There you go with the old Ramadan ass. <laughs> <laughs> Pop it. Okay. I guess we're not going to go to London or nowhere because this is my man here. He always has to stick it for the black man. <laughs> Kenny. Yes, sir. You, um, you came up in the era where records, music, was this viable selling where people had the physical copies of everything. Yeah. Now we're in the streaming era and everything's digital. You can stream it through your phone and everywhere. Yeah. Um and everything. So I do I mean I want you to take us on a history lesson here. Okay. Um as far as like with Chicago because you know you are a Chicagoan. Yeah, yeah. Born and raised where born and raised. South side of Chicago. South side where? Fifty second and Calumet. Fifty second and Calumet. Yes sir. Um wow. Rough down there. It's down. It's rough down there now. I mean, it was. It was it rough wait, back then. Oh no! Come on. It was. It wasn't. Come on, man. Are you talking? Um, 60, 64, 65? No. Um, we stayed outside all night long. Sometimes just about. I used to at certain times of the night. I would walk to Washington Park, and it was like maybe two blocks away from me. Uh-huh. There's people on there sleeping on the ground, sleeping on the benches. One guy, he said, "This is where I live." He said, "I washed up in that faucet right there." Uh-huh. So he lived out there in the park, no problems, none of that. You know, I know he he he's so truthful with that because my grandma said they used to sleep in the park. What? Watch the park. At one, a certain, a certain yes, times of the year, people would sleep on the boulevard and in the park. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a that's a they lesson. That no you kind know. of problems. Yeah. None of that. Not that's only place to do that now is yeah. Big Brother. <laughs> Bombs. <laughs> That's why I saw engineering field. You should see Big Brother. What, was he a pimp back in the day? Uh, I don't know. Mike he, know him better than I he, do. He was, he was notorious. Like a lady who went to high school with him. Uh-huh. Big Brother, y'all, is a guy that used to come in the barbershop. We took care of He was homeless. He, he uh, by choice, he had a family mm-hmm. and he got hit by a car. But he liked to, he was a barber at first. And then he had a heating and air conditioning. And then that, that thing and called Crack came and hit him. Yeah. About 88, 89. His sister, his, his younger sister told me the story, and a young lady that went to school with him, she said he was so notorious with the gambling, and he wasn't no, in a gang, he wasn't no gangster, and he wasn't no motherfucking stone, none of that. She uh-huh. said, but he was notorious like Stone and Robert with his shotgun. Really? She said, if you, if you seen him with his coat on, you knew to get the fuck away, because he wasn't going to play no games with you. Damn. Yeah, but now Big Brother is, uh, you know, he, he alcohol. And Harold's Chicken him, right now. Yeah, yeah, alcohol keeps him alive. Harold Chicken's are uh, margaritas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Le- or, or in front of uh, limbs. Limbs, yeah. Looking sad at, at the cook while he cooked, <laughs> so he took him him a half slap. Yeah. But go ahead, Kenny. Uh, you said 52nd and Cayo Met. Yeah, that's where I grew up at, yeah. Um, Where'd you go? High school. I went to high school at Bourne, Bourne High School. Right at high school, I started working at Fletcher's One Stop. Why did you go away from to Bowen is over on commercial? No, no. Right? Well, we moved from we moved from Fifty uh, Second Street uh-huh. to like out south, eighty seven, eighty uh, fourth and Phillips. How was it over there? It was cool. I mean, it was we were the first black family on the on the block. Uh oh, here we go. Like here, three here. days after we moved in, you know the white boys they welcome us in. They bust out our front window. Really? So yeah, but from you no know, as years. How did you? By, how did you? How did you? How old were you when that happened? I was ten. How did you survive that? I mean, oh, it didn't bother me now. I mean, you know. But you doing this is during <laughs> the racial times. It was yeah, it was it was pretty it was during racial. The serious racial times. Oh yeah, because they didn't want nobody in that neighborhood. We had it was like 
okay, I say uh, across 83rd from maybe 79th to 82nd, it was all black in that area. But from 83rd to 87th, it was all white. From Yakes to Koufax over east. Yeah. So I was like 10 years old, and you know, I just catch the bus. And I would get off the bus, and I just run to run home sometimes, you know. But as years went by, you know, it got better, you know. And we started beating them white boys' ass, so. They Bombs! Realized, they realized what was going on. It. They realized what was going on, so. But they used to get cars and throw bottles at us and chase us. Really? You know, oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was intense for a while, but like I say, as more and more blacks start moving on, the, on our block, they start moving out, you know. Yeah. Was it where was the Mexicans at around there? Because oh, no. there's Mexicans around there now. Oh, but not in that area. No, that's all black. Well, the Mexicans start well, it starts like when I was in Baltimore I, area and all that? No, it, it was it was closer than that. It was a little closer than that. It was like maybe around Manistee. From Manistee all the way back to you know, the Steelman used to be over there. Right. Well, they're talking up and stuff. land out there now. But from like from Baltimore to the steel mill, all the way back from, shoot, 83rd to 91st and commercial, it was all Hispanics. Yeah. And then, you know, I went to Coles Grammar School. From there, I went to Bourne High School. And I went to Bourne High School during the time where we had some ugly, ugly, ugly racial fights with the Mexicans, man. Really? I'm talking about serious fights. Were the, okay, was how was the gang thing going on back but then? But no, gangs were, they were, all it was, all it had died down. Because, you know, the gangs really died down like in the, like in, really in the, like the 70s, like 75, uh-huh. 75, 74, the gang stuff really died down. It was just like neighborhood cliques, like 83rd, 87th Street, 93rd Street, Jeffrey Manor, you know, it's like little neighborhood stuff. But as far as like the Stones and Disciples, all that, that wasn't, that didn't really start. That like, well, as far as I know, that like started like in like 82, 83. Really? From, from my knowledge. It may have started before then, but I know while I was in high school, it wasn't none of that. So they weren't cocking their hats to the left and right? None of that. Back no, then? None of that. They weren't wearing the sweaters? And stuff. None of that, yeah. Or had the business cards or something like that, That mm. you know, saying I'm part of this, I'm part of this group? And no. Really? None of that. Like No, it may, have been, it may have been like maybe like 80, 80 81. Because I know I went to a picnic, like a neighborhood picnic. That's the first time I saw a dude wearing that big star, big star David. You okay. Know, talking about, it's a star David. I'm so-and-so. I'm like, what that mean? Okay. I'm like, school me, dude. I, I don't know. So you weren't subjected to or or harassed about getting involved with the gang shit? No, no. That, that was In high school at all? Mm-hmm. It wasn't? Nah. It wasn't? It wasn't even like that. Okay, was the Mexicans? Our biggest problem was trying to keep they were from the Mexicans because they didn't play. They didn't play? They didn't play at all. Oh, no. They went to the gang thing, though, weren't they? I don't know. I don't, well, when I was in, when I born, not really. They just all stuck together. Now, they'll, be, they'll fight one another, but when it comes to... One of us fighting them. Oh, it's like they parents would then fight with them. We had a we had a racial fight one time where they shut the school down for like three days, and it was like they parents out there fighting with them. Literally, they was the, was fathers the, and was, stuff. Was the black parents out there fighting too? Heck no. They basically was beating the shit out of us. They had to go to work. We, at Bourne, it's like um, they they built an additional building, and it's like two stories, and through the bottom they call it the breezeway. But each door locked from the opposite side. So whenever whenever we would have like a fight or something, a race ride with them, anybody black get there, they lock them doors and have them right in the middle. They beat the shit out of about 
50 people one time. God damn. Lock the doors. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. Just lock the doors right there and just right there, just beating the shit out of people. When I had class on the first floor, I would go up to the second floor, go down, and go to my class. When I leave, go back upstairs, go back down to my locker. My locker was on the first floor. I wouldn't go through that breezeway, period. Smart man, man, Kenny. You must have seen some good ass whoopers. Oh, some man, please. Pops! Good ass <laughs> They didn't play, man. They didn't play. Pop it. <laughs> some good ass whoopers, boy. And, but, but the thing is, we fought. What's a good ass whooping? I mean, yeah, yeah. We fought. Good ass whooping? Good ass whooping. When, when you see the dude that was talking the most shit, uh-huh. he straightened up. Yep. <laughs> the, next, the next time you see him, he straightened up. Yeah. He doing his homework and everything. Say. Yeah, he he in the say. library. <laughs> he walking he with a Bible one. and a big cross on his chest. <laughs> he the first one to study hall. He had a good ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> you said first one to study hall. First one to study hall. Uh, 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 a real good ass whooping is like Kid Ray. That's a good ass whooping. Okay. From lean on me. Giving up on me, huh, son? Dropping out. What the man tell him? You be dead in the year, son. Dead in the year. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a good ass whooping. <laughs> Kid Ray said, I'm getting, he told the principal, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. This ain't for me. I didn't come to school. I got on a suit jacket. My eye black as a motherfucking 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's an that's ass whooping, man. Yeah. What kind of music were you listening to at that time? I listened to a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like I say, Heat Wave. A lot of Parliament stuff. Now, the we used to, see back in the day, like we just had a high school dances. Yeah. You know, we would step. But see, women didn't know how to step. It was just men dancing with each other. And people just crowd around them, man. It's just like, what? Unbelievable. Women did not step. No, 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 no. That's not the part. What? Men dancing. Rewind, stepping. rewind, rewind. Yeah, men, men would step with each other. I <laughs> would do that now. They're going to be like, oh, there's some sissies. But back in the day, Women, most women didn't know how to step. They didn't even try to learn how to step. It was just men dancing with each other. Yeah. How big was James Brown during that time? Oh, he was real big. Oh, because, you know, back then, that was a skating area, too, now. We used to give the skating parties, dance parties included, you know. James Brown was super big back then. The JBs was the shit. Okay. Yeah. This is the 70s, right? What about this my man that uh, Sly Stone? No, Sly wasn't that big. He we we wasn't. He, no, we fuck, he had fucked up. Yeah, uh, a whole we wasn't really, really rocking with Sly. Now, a little boosy, but Sly no. George Clinton, James Brown, Ohio players, high players. Um, Seventy nine, uh, Michael Jackson. No, Mike, no, Jackson Five had nothing coming. They, no, that, that no. was no, that, that was really no, Rick, that James? Was Rick James. Rick James, little Rick James, a little Rick James. Oh, we was more. In the dance, like cool in the gang. I mean, like stepping stuff, dance stuff. You know what I'm Earth saying? Earth, wind, and fire. Summers. Rick, Earth, nope. wind, and fire. No Rick James. No, very little Rick James. Very little. Very little Rick James. That's yeah. the disco era. So yeah. you got to say seventy nine. Okay, That's disco, the disco era. era. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so right. Donald, like he said, Donna Summers. Yeah. Work hard that's, for the money. That's so when you better treat her right. Yeah, that's when. Disco, um, but that's when disco was kind of like dying down too, though, because you know, I'll. Uh, Steve Old Boy did, yeah. blew up records and shit. Right. What okay. about the OJ's and what they do? Smile in your so, face. So, no. so so? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like a lot of that a lot of group stuff. No. Kenny, on the way over here, right? Um Mike was uh putting on this DJ hat, engineering <laughs> Phil. He, he's a DJ at the barbershop. You know what I'm saying? Um Mike played uh uh This Is It by Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they were hot. Logs and Messina, Pathway to Glory. That was the best stepping song in the world. Pathway yeah. to Glory is like never, never nine heard of minutes it. long. Oh, really? Great song. Yeah. Um, we're going to find it. 
him playing. You, you, okay, he he was playing that record. Now yes, I gotta I, I gotta ask you. During that time, did blacks um, of your age and, and and I mean you know and everything, did they listen to the others' music? Yeah, well, the other yeah. delegations' music yeah. like that. We listened to a lot of well, they played a lot of Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. You uh, like Pink Floyd? I don't like Pink Floyd. I mean, okay. it's just some That's of it. Some drug shit, though, yeah. right? Yeah, some of it. Are you good. familiar with Pink Floyd? Um, the engineering field. Yeah, I, I like. I like a lot of Pink. Your mic's not on. Yeah, your mic and we can't hear you. What about what about Doobie Brothers? Nah, no, no. But it was like um, no Doobie Brothers. It was, it was a look in Come on, you you had what's happening now on or what's uh, happening on Gino Vanelli. Never heard of. Oh yeah, um, Steve go Miller. Okay. Fly like an eagle. That yeah. Way, you know. Yeah. The police. No. Nah. Police, uh-uh. Nah. Chicago. Hmm? What about Chicago? The group no. Chicago. No. No. No, nah, we didn't listen to that. How did you wind up going over to Fletcher's to get the job? I went to uh, job service on commercial, and that's what they sent me. I had two jobs in my life. I worked for my uncle's hardware. I did that for like three years, and once I left high school, I started working at Fletcher's and been there ever since. No college. No college. Didn't I went want to, to Kenny go? King for a minute. I was going to try to do some broadcasting. And I wanted. To, I really wanted to do a little more in the, in the record field, but you know everything just kept happening so fast. You know what I mean? And I just kept going up the ladder as I, you know, as I progressed. You yeah, you told me a story one time it's just about uh, unreal man. Record labels would try to sign you. Yeah. Or, uh, or woo you away from the, Fletch. Yeah. Really? And, oh, Fle- yeah. and Fletch would match your money. Every time uh, they give me a, uh, they try to. Sign me up, give me the lead there and go someplace else. He give me a raise. A couple times I made up, they wanted, you know, hey, so-and-so said, uh, they wanted to hire me now. I might be leaving in two weeks. What are they talking about giving you? And I said, well, you know, I just threw a figure out there. I said, okay, well, I'm going to match it. You stand right here. I'm like, okay, I'll be here. You didn't want to take 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 it and broaden your horizons and, and see I made some different up. stuff? Something I made up. It wasn't even real. The first time it was, but the second, the first time it was just the same that I had. Same I was getting, but it was like a little more responsibility. I mean, I wanted to take it on, but, you know, certain things you got to be prepared for. And I, at that time, I really wasn't prepared for it, you know. I had some other things I was really trying to get into. And, but once, um, like I say, it really started taking off. The business really started taking off. And, I mean, I'm talking about I order sense like almost triple. Because, you know, I was, I was going, I was hustling. I was going through the phone book just looking for people to say, man. This is a store. I'm calling so they want to order some product. And then I started getting connections from, you know, across the Midwest. At one time, I was serving over 700 stores. Mom and pop stores. Mom and pop stores. Okay, now when you say, now when you say Fletch is one stop. Right. It was a one stop distributor. We distributed other mom and pop stores across the, we were doing like the Midwest at one time. Really? The whole Midwest, yeah. yeah. So they would come, what's a rack jobber? A rack jobber, what he does is he, a, a rack jobber, he puts stuff like in Walmarts. See, Walmart has a section where that store racks that. And once they sell it, they pay, you know, they pay the, the rack jobber. Okay. He just racks, he just has a section. That's a rack jobber. What's the breakdown of how, okay, let, let's let's go back in, in, in that time era. What's the breakdown of how, now you're at the streaming shit. What happens with when the record gets pressed up and, <clears throat> distributor sends it stuff. Send it. Take us through it. The whole the whole thing of it. Well, I'm, okay. When I first started there, you know, this when JPC was real popular. Tom Jordan ran JPC. 
Okay. Now, every That's Monday. WJPC 950 AM. 950 AM. Okay. Rest in peace, Kitty Neely, my yeah. auntie. So. And claps on that. That suit, that was her daughter that was in here. <laughs> Lauren. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. She, was hell, right. she was hell of a DJ, too. Um, so, how, when, like, this is how it worked when I got there. I mean, before, I don't know how they promoted records, but every morning, every like every Monday, he would do like um, a program. Uh, uh, let me know what he's playing and what's going to be played and make sure that we had stock on anything. Because Tom Jordan said, I will not play a record on my show if none of these stores have it in stock. Because I'm not going to have people running around looking for records that they can't find that I'm playing. So he would check to make sure whatever he was playing that we had stock on it. You know? Uh-huh. So as time went on, you know, a lot of these a lot of these places they're about, well, we gotta set a record up across the country. It has to be set up over here before we can release it. So now they play stuff six months before it comes out. So that's why bootlegging and streaming got real big and popular. They'll play a record six months before it come out. When it come out, they're playing something different. Okay. You know, so it really kills it kills the vibe. And I'm I'm the same way. Why can I listen to something that I can't buy? Okay. That, that makes no sense, you know? And I I, I I had meetings with, like, all the companies. I had meetings with, like, all the DJs. And one guy going to tell me, well, that's how that's how we got our stuff set up. If you don't like it, you know what I mean? That's how we do it. I wanted to tell him, I ain't, ain't going to call his name, but, nigga, you work for Kenny King. You ain't doing no hell of a Your signal ain't even that powerful. So <laughs> slow down, dude. You, 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 you pumping your brakes too fast. So the, the, the record distributor, I mean, okay, let's just tell you this. Warner Brothers is this this distributor. Warner Brothers is distributor. Atlantic is the actual record label. No, no. Well, it's a it's all under umbrella. It's all Warner Brothers. Right. It's a, it's Warner Brothers, but it's a subsidiary label, Atlantic and Electra. Right. So Warner Brothers is the main label. Right. And other ones just subsidiary labels assigned to them. Just like if you said you had a label and you want Warner Brothers distributed, they distribute your label. The main company is Warner Brothers. Right. Yeah. So Universal is the other one. Universal is the other one, but University. Universal, they got, man, they got thousands of labels, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so what it is is, you know, we buy, we, we like the middleman pretty much. Okay. So we buy from them, and then we sell to other stores. How much would you? How much do you buy it for? It depends on the price of certain things. They set their own price on things. It depends on the artist that makes the popularity of it, you know? Okay, so let's say, let's give it, give it let's give it, give the, give the people an example. Um, Whitney Houston's first album came out. Uh-huh. In eighty four, okay. You sure? Eighty four. Mm, mm, mm. right. No, I Look think eighty one, brother. No, it no. wasn't eighty one. Eighty four. It wasn't eighty one. Trust me. Engineering field. It, it wasn't. Google. I know it wasn't eighty one because I met her before our album came out. She had a release party here at. Uh, at a recording studio up north. Wanna dance with somebody came out what year? Well, was dance with somebody. That was, that was on our second album. Yeah. That was on our first album. Okay. Our first album was um What's the first what's the song? How, how will what's I know? The, no, no. The what's first the song album was uh with um when she did uh, 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 uh. It was self titled. We both wrong. Eighty five. Yeah. Eighty five. I know it was, I know it was after that because my son was born in eighty three. He was like a couple of years old. And her album, like I said, I met her before the album came out. You Give Good Love. Yeah. That was the first single. The album wasn't out yet, and she came here to Chicago to promote it. Because she came so, out there. Came who, out who's, song. The, who's the song about? You said it. You Give Good Love? Yeah. Uh, uh, what you gonna call it? Who? Come on. Come on. You Give Good Love. Uh, 
cocaine. Listen. No, one of the songs that she. You said this. One of the songs she dedicated, she made, it was about Jermaine Jackson. Yeah. Which song was? Yeah, was that? Okay. You give good love. Yeah. Okay. I, I, like I said, I never heard that story behind Jermaine Jackson. All right, I'm, I, I want to go back. That was that's who she was fucking with. Let's say '81. Okay, '81, mm-hmm. 1981. Let's say, let's take the Whispers. Whispers on, was on Solar Solar Records, which was distributed by one of the West. It Coast. was distributed by Solar Records. Was distributed by a company called RCA Records. Okay, it was Sony. Solar is a is a label. I think the guy's name is Dick Griffey. Did you know it. Dick Griffey? Dick I didn't Griffey. know him. You never met I him? I never met him. I, I, mean, but I, I heard a lot of good things about him. He was a real good guy. Uh-huh. Uh, but that label was distributed through RCA. Okay. So RCA is a distributor. I said, no. RCA, RCA is the company. Right. Yeah. RCA is the company. Mm-hmm. Um, Solar, Solar Records, Records is the, the label. The label. Mm-hmm. So they, the, the, the label made the record. Well, everything is made through, everything is made through RCA. Okay, everything's made through RCA. Yeah. So RCA will contact when they were when they got. Well, they had sales rep. We had sales rep for the for the for the label. So what would happen is my sales rep would come by. Let me know what's coming out. Most times it's uh six months or maybe four months that you know when something's coming out. So did they fly they you is, in at, at oh, all? No, no. I mean, I went to a lot of different conventions and stuff. But there we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But no, as far as when you order product, they don't go through all those special steps. It's just like if an artist is new, they bring them out to let you meet them. Because that's why a lot of people I meet before they get real popular, you know. But what they do is they had a, they had a sales rep who come by, take my orders for what I wanted to purchase, and you know I would estimate on you know how many stores I had. Because at this time, you know, we wouldn't call nobody to see what they uh, what they wanted. But most times, if the whip had something new coming out, they had a forty five that was out. Yeah, it was already out. You know what I'm saying? So let's take this example would be the whispers. Let's say the whispers. Mm-hmm. They were on Solar, mm-hmm. Dick Griffey's label. Right. All right. I'm a I'm a whispers fan. Oh no, let, let, whispers are a group. I'm gonna I say met the, them. whispers met them are the greatest R&B group ever, in my opinion. Okay, that's fine. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I got you. Pop it. You 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 entitled you entitled your opinion. And greatest R&B group from that era of the '70s, in my opinion. Um, and. So they would come with the forty-five single, right? A forty-five, and right. they, they, they would play like sometimes they play both sides, they play the A side and the B side, right? So people said, "Man, this forty-five is good." So I'm gonna just wait till the album come out. So when the album come out, they purchase the album, you know. So see, at that time we had the advantage with certain things, you know, because if a forty-five came out, sometimes the B side song was better than the side they was the A side, the song they was really trying to promote. This is the record business, y'all. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm enthralled by this right yeah, now. Go ahead. So, Thank you, Mike. Magic so, Mike. You know, Give me hand claps to Magic Mike, please. Thank you. You just don't understand. When you, when you study the music business, but then when you get firsthand knowledge from somebody that knows it all the way through, we're talking about from somebody from, you know, that, that's been in the business for 30 plus years. Yeah, you you 30 say 30 plus, plus years that you've yeah. been in the business, it's, it's great to, you know, but it's so many it's listen. so many sides to this business. I mean, all I know is the selling side, you know. I mean, I don't know how to promote a group or you know, do the promotion for a group or none of that. You know, I just, I, I know how to sell. I mean, right. I believe I'm probably the best salesperson outside of George. George Kenny, Kenny. I got to give it to George. I got to. Say it again. Hold on. I got to give on. it to George. Hold on. I got to give it to him because he's been in this business for so long and, and he knows it. 
Say front it again, and Kenny. back, sideways. I mean, all areas of it. He's one hell of a cat, man. So you were selling, you were selling to McCarthy over on, on the West Side oh, too. Oh yeah, Mac was, yeah. Oh yeah, Eddie Mister, yes sir. Okay, yeah. He sold to everybody. I sold everybody. every. I sold to every store, and this I used to sell to um, Spin It when he couldn't buy certain things. Doctor Wax, all of them. I was about to say Doctor Wax. All of them when they couldn't find certain stuff, they would come right there. Eighty-seven in Ashton. What's the name of that store? That was Coops. Coops. It was, well, it, yeah. it was Jimmy's Bombs, before. You going way it back there, Jimmy's man? Talk right. to me. Yeah. It was Jimmy's record. What, what's, what, what's the store that Bobby Brown went to after he left your spot on in '88? After he left your spot on 75th Street, he went on 87 over here, right off Greenwood. I want to say, what was the name of the spot? Greenwood, 87 in Greenwood. Was that what was the name of that spot? Right there, the McDonald's over there now. I think they do hair in there now. What was the name of the place, man? 87 degrees? Yeah, another one on like 103. Metro Music. Metro Music. That wasn't, well, that wasn't green, was it? No, no that was a, a Hopper. Hopper. 87 Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> that was 87 the Hopper. You made it do both. Don't say it no more. Don't say the same shit. You <laughs> <laughs> the man to get you a drink and you go, I'm running back and forth. That just tickles you, though. That does. It does. You know, <laughs> yeah. It does. I pay, uh, I, I, we pay big money for that. Okay. Kenny, um, Kenny is the reason why a lot of guys that I've met through the industry, fabulous, standing in the fucking store looking like a scary cat because yeah. he was nervous as hell. And I, I would listen to him talk all this tough shit. I'm like, this dude ain't tough. He, he was just scared as shit. Right. <laughs> he was just nervous as a motherfucker. But remember when... um. The Dayton family, they yeah. came to Chicago. There's no 87, 87, 87 like the Halston, yeah. talking that shit. Man, yeah. them boys punkin' heads them. Yeah. And they put on their record, eight, uh, 79th and Halston, spelled it wrong. That was the first song on That is still gets talked about to this day. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. That still gets talked about. Because they was out of pocket. Oh, yeah. Kelly so, Price, we was talking about it earlier. Before we start the show, Kelly Price sung the hook to "More Money, More Problems" to me live because Kenny called me down like, "Mike, I got Kelly Price down there." I'm like, "I'm on my way." Because Kenny used to work right next door to the barber shop where I was at. Yeah, when he was at TNT. Shout out to Tammy and uh, Tangy. TNT. <laughs> Kenny would just call over to the shop and let me know who was in there. Remember Yo-Yo? Yeah, Destiny old boy, Child. Oh boy, Destiny Child. Was yeah, nobody, be, didn't nobody get, know who Beyonce was. Didn't nobody know who Beyonce yeah, was. Everybody looking at Kelly. Yeah. Did Yo-Yo and Latoya Luckett. <laughs> did, did Yo-Yo have a big ass? No, no, no. Not It was a dude walking up and down the street, an older guy. He used to play with a Yo-Yo. So we called him Yo-Yo all the time because he did all the, all the tricks. You're talking about Yo-Yo from the... Oh, no, she did. Came, she came in the store, too. Listen, we had Yo-Yo in there. Mary J. Blige. They cussed Mary J. Yeah. Blige out. Why'd y'all cuss Mary J. Not, not him, a drug dealer. Who's she was, locked up right now? She was the most nastiest person I ever met in my life. But she was going through her thing at that time. A yeah. lady said, me? She was like, give it here. Snatched the thing out of her hand. Aside. She said, I'll come back there and beat your ass, Mary. We had to take out the back door. This, this, she was ready to whoop her. What year was this? This, this, this the 401 Mary. The, the, the first time. I can remember a year when she actually like came. 91, and then she left our store and went to another store and told the dude that, uh, he said, well, you're supposed to come inside the autograph. I said, no, just tell him to come sit in the limousine. I'm going to sign the autograph, and then we're going to leave. She didn't get out the car. But then later on, she came back and apologized because she was going through her thing at that time. But my thing is like this. You was getting her ass with that cocaine was no yeah, hell of a yeah. joke. Oh, it ain't no, no, no hell of a well, cocaine, hell say. of a drug. Cocaine's a pop of drug. <laughs> cocaine's <laughs> a drug. In, in, in her defense, she was 21. Yeah. She I'm was not. on the whirlwind. Uh-huh. 
she was in demand. And you coming from a you coming from a space where you in the project. Man, don't make no excuses. Yonkers, she was on drugs, man. You, yeah, you, but, but well, listen, you in Yonkers, New York. Nobody's giving a shit about you. Now all of a sudden, you singing back up. You, you're getting a taste of, of, of stardom, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, four hundred one blows up. Blows and everybody up. is feeling you, mm-hmm. and you're not really prepared for it. But the cocaine is taking you, the drug or whatever it is, is taking you from. Uh, take you to a, a different place, mm-hmm. a whole different place. But you can't control it. Some people know how to control it. Yeah, you got functional crackhead. Yeah. You got people do crack every day, work a job, and functional. Yeah, but she she but was, some people just can't. She, take, she, she can't was on take, her star was rising, and, and she didn't really. It 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 rose real to look look it quick. Rose too fast. You, you ever raise a shade and that motherfucker goes too quick? Flat back up. <laughs> yeah, and then and it fucked up. Then you just be like, oh shit, I gotta get the shade back down before everybody notices. You know what I mean mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, shit, Jay Z. I met Jay Z. Yeah, he uh, came in the store. He came, but he came in van. with uh Jazzy. What's his name? Dame Dash. Jazzo. No, no, Jazzo. Jazzo. They were really promoting Jazzo's record, yeah. and Jay Z was just standing in the doorway. Yeah. Was like, this Hawaiian Sophie days? This was when um what was it president? What's what's the song he had? Dead president. Dead president. He just had a single out for it. I didn't even know who he was. Listen. I didn't even know who he was. Kenny said that's Jay Z. I said, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. I said he he finna be the shit. I said that was his song that you was. You said on. this in ninety six. I, I said he finna be the shit. Or ninety five. You know why I said that? Why? The nigga was so ugly. I said, God has got to give <laughs> this nigga the greatest <laughs> gift in the world. And it nigga. Yeah, I'm talking about hold on, hold on, hold on. No. No accessories. No. Hit it. Just a dot I had on. Lips. True. True. Big than a motherfucker. A true Michael. Michael true story. No. Check this knows. out. True story. Michael. Hit it. Hit it. Hold on. Hold on. Stories by Kenny. It's uh-huh. Stories by Kenny Locke. There we go. <clears throat> At the Regal, they had they had um, it was the Ghetto Boys, Dr. Dre and Snoop, Outkast, and Jay Z. I think um, some little independent, some little Chicago local group opened it up. So Jay Z came on like maybe maybe he about maybe the fifth person came on. They bring him through the back door. In a ragged ass van, the back door over here, the car at the side door. Yeah. They sent him to a they sent him up to his dressing room. It was about from where that that speaker is the to mic, the back. The mic. From where that speaker is to the back. A liberty liberty closet ass room. He's pissed off like a motherfucker. He said, Man, this don't make no motherfucking sense. You just watch this. I'm gonna be the biggest motherfucker in this rap game. I swear to God, it was his exact words. He was telling me that I was talking to Andre three thousand. He was like seventeen years old at the time. You know, he was he was just a wild little cat. And he laughed at Jay-Z when he said it. Jay-Z said, I'm going to be the biggest nigga in this rap game. Wow. And that motherfucker blew the fuck up. Bombs! Kenny, tell him about this. <laughs> tell him a story about us at, uh, at the House of Blues for the Goody Mark Cross. Oh, my God. Me and Corey. Shout out to Corey. Here we go. <laughs> Stories. <laughs> One more. Story. Um, One night, the Goody Mark performed, so. One of the guys I know from the company said, man, I got like, I got like about eight tickets, man. I ain't got nothing to do with them. I said, okay, just give them to me. I, I got some people I give them to. So we, I, give, I get Mike, Corey, and some other captain down there. We all go down there. So we got our own little booth and shit. So we all like one little booth. We're like right beside the stage. They bringing us food and drinks and shit. And I'm looking around. I said, damn, where the fuck Mike at? 
This dude, he done went up to the top stage, some old white girls, they all up there hugging on them, squeezing on them. I look around, he downstairs with some other people. I look up, nigga, behind the, by the side of the stage. I'm like, this mother, this dude, he got the gift of gab like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cat, man. We was at a Jay-Z, when Jay-Z and R. Kelly performed at the United Center. Uh-huh. He had a ticket the first. I'm trying to find some way to get him in there. This nigga on stage. <laughs> he on stage with Jay-Z. We go to the Park West. I meet him and Corey. It's Jay-Z, Memphis Bleak. It was uh, Jay-Z for the Blueprint 3. Jay-Z, Blueprint 2. Jay-Z, Memphis Bleak Freeway. So Mike telling this girl, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with Jay-Z and them. That's my man. She's like, man, get your get away from me. Fine, little bra. She's like, get away from me, Mike. She didn't call his name. She's like, get away from me. Shit, 10 minutes later, this nigga on the stage, and they water out the people. That girl said, move out of my way. That's Mike. He, I'm, I'm with him. <laughs> All of a sudden, she with this man, and a minute ago, she was cussing him out. This nigga on the stage, standing right next to the freeway, we, and then Jason come out rapping. He passing the water. I, 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 th- I, think, I think I was there at, <laughs> yeah. that, at that one. Yeah, at yeah. the Park West. I'm at... He and this is what he was doing while Jay Z was performing. Jay Z on the stage performing. He's Mike doing, standing right next to him. And he's looking. He's looking at me throwing up the rakes. Yeah. And then Mike doing this shit. He's throwing up the rakes. Yeah. At, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. You know, this is. I'm up here just yeah. like. No, this yeah. nigga did. Yes, he did. And then Corey walk out on the stage. Yeah. I'm like. Corey, th- you know, you know. And then Corey, Corey throws up the five at me. Yeah. yeah. You know the I'm crazy like, part about that? What? Corey. And we, me and Ferris hyping the crowd up before the uh, concert. Corey said, come here. You ain't doing shit. <laughs> so he pulled me. He took me to the back. At the door is World Wide West. Wow. Shannon Brown in high school, his senior. Oh, wow. Beanie Siegel, Memphis Bleak, and Freeway. Yep. Guess what Corey said? What? I don't give a fuck who you are. This Jay-Z concert, <laughs> ain't nobody getting here because this is my goddamn club. So it's the security. <laughs> <laughs> it's the security for Rockefeller. Uh-huh. And Corey got them outside. So <laughs> Rockefeller security <laughs> said, this shit. we have to wait. Stories. <laughs> we have to wait <laughs> until we get clearance. So Corey turned around to me and weak his eye. <laughs> Boss! I said, man, I love you to keep this shit up. Guess what he said? What? About that two, three minutes. I'm <laughs> so we bullshit is so tough that night that Jay-Z thought we owned the club. Rockefeller thought we owned the club. Mm-hmm. And the club thought we was with Rockefeller. Because I had on all Rockefeller shit. My boy Dion was with us. So Dion was standing next to me too. Dion said, when I was on the stage, he was like, man, and he he made the motion like, man, how the fuck you get up there and get me up there, nigga? What the fuck? You know, all all of sign I got tell what he what he mm-hmm. what he's saying. What he's saying. Man, that shit was so crazy. We went to the after party. You've never seen me in my life say, like, I'm ready to go now. Where was the after party at? It was at the uh the steakhouse that was used to be on uh Ontario. So uh, Jordan's Desmond Howard was in there, and all these motherfuckers was in but there. But Jay Z and them came there, though. They yeah, came. They, to they, they came. They but came. I had drunk and ate so much. Man, nigga, I started throwing shrimp across the room. I was like, I'm too drunk. I'm fucking up now. I got to get out of here. Cause that's when Jay Z used to have a security guard that was the big Samoan. Yeah, he was About who seven was, two. Who was everybody's security guard back then? Yeah, I told him. I said, whatever you do. I'm finna bring him on stage. Do not hit me in the back of my head. Because the only thing I was thinking about was the Players Club. Okay. <laughs> when, okay. When, the, when Michael Duncan Clark knocked uh, 
knocked your boy in the back of his head. Yeah. Like, nigga, look in there, nigga. Fuck you, nigga, you big nigga. <laughs> yeah. And he knocked him in the back of his head. I was like, man, if I walk off and this man hit me in the back of my head in front of the whole South Side, because old boy Connie sued the concert, the jeweler. Okay. That's that's how I, man, the whole concert came to the barbershop the next day. Like, man, y'all niggas, man, why y'all didn't go to <laughs> that, Wow. That was, that was just like, Kenny, Kenny got us in so many concerts to that level. I think my birthday in like 20, uh, 2004. Uh-huh. The audition was here that day. Uh-huh. Kenny got me. He's like, man, I got I got something for you for your birthday. We gonna I busted him out to him. We got that, Jay. Bust I busted his ass out. What you mean you did? Because, you know, they was taking questions. I said, I ain't got no question, but I said, I bought my buddy here tonight, and he got to be the biggest new audition fan ever. <laughs> I said, this dude done bought every video, every CD, uh-huh. three to four times. Any heartbreak, he done bought about 12 times. I mean, he he y'all biggest fan here. And then they start, they grab on stage, start taking, oh, come on up here. He started taking pictures with him. And he I left, see. went pick this girl up. They came back. They wouldn't let me back in, but he back upstairs. They wouldn't let you back and, in. And I'm I like, hold on, what y'all, oh, we sorry. Stories. <laughs> yeah. This, I'm telling you, man, he got the gift for gab, dude. That was he talk with, He can talk his way in anything, man. <laughs> who have you not, Who have you met in the business that, you were turned off by instantly. Nobody really instantly, but like I say, Mary J. She was she was real real shitty, man. Real, real shitty. shitty. Okay, that's but, one. I mean, it hasn't been really. How was Jodeci? I didn't meet. They never. They never came to the store. I met them at a. I met them at a concert. They were real cool. But they were high as hell though. But they were real cool. Did, did the record labels used to fly you out to? Just certain, like I go, to, I would go to Jack the Rapper, and you no, know, they had like a. What's Jack the Rapper for everybody? Jack the Rapper was a, it was just, it was this DJ in Atlanta. He would throw a, a convention every year, like in um, July, 90s. early nineties. Yeah, early nineties, July, and he would like have all the all the entertainers everywhere. I mean, just just everywhere. It was like a, you know, he would sit down and have um, conferences. You know, different artists would be talking and have like different um how to get in the record business and how to promote your demo and all these artists here and they taking demos and the you know, record companies here, they taking demos and they got their own little booth set up where, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can win. Uh, they had like a, a, a talent search that night where you can win a, a free demo yeah. to record, record companies. Yeah. yeah. That was the this... first time I met, uh, I met Tupac. And I mean, when this wow. dude walked, oh my God, when this dude walked in, man, it was like, you can see his aura. Really? This, man, I'm just talking about unbelievable. And then that because that day, well the next day, he had a he was doing some kind of conference. So they didn't tell us like what room it was in because they didn't want nobody, you know, be out there standing around. But I guess somehow the white folks knew where it was at. I mean, they were all sitting on the floor. They slept out there in front of the the room where he was gonna be in. Uh-huh. And this dude, he Pop was up there talking. You could hear a pen drop in that room. Damn. Man, the white folks was because they knew that he was a powerful dude, man. Was this bald head Pac or was this bald head, head, head Pac? It was bald head Pac. It was um, this one when, when, like you said, this is when hip hop, rap music was the little brother to R and B. Yeah, but that was okay. Yeah, when, when, when Rakim had to rap on a Jody Wiley, you know what I mean? Right, 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 Produced right, right. Produced by Dr. Dre, but still, if what was that, Friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that you know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. When did the record late? When did the record stores? I mean, when did the record stores? Here's a two part question. 
Right. When did the record stores embrace hip hop? A. And when did the record labels kept pushing hip hop to you over doing the Melly Mail, the Melly Mail uh, era, the Sugar Hill? The Sugar Hill game really what kicked it off. Okay. But it kicked it off with the positive stuff. You know what I'm saying? It kicked it off real positive. And then you start getting more. You know, you start getting um, the Curtis Blow. And you start getting the. Molly Ma. And, and Magic Mike does not like Curtis Blow whatsoever. Yeah, well, it's okay. It's cool. And then you start He's getting cool. like He's Grandmaster cool. Flash and the Furious Five. And, you know what I'm saying? Give me a song by Curtis Blow, Magic Mike. Five the Breaks. The world. These are the Breaks. If I Rule the World. Basketball. Listen, he did If I Rule the World. To the hoop, to the hoop. He did If I Rule the World in Crush Groove. Right. And at the, at, at the height of the song, he was the shit. But then he fell off. And, okay. it, and that's when Nas got the concept for If I Rule the World. Curtis, I know about Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow birthed Run. Curtis Blow birthed um, LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. But Curtis Blow, his his swag wasn't like Run's. Right. Run's swag was off the chain. But like I think Curtis Blow kind of he, he got lost Check in the shoe, storm. Adidas, nigga. Yeah. That come from Run. Yeah. You ain't got no Jerry Curl like Curtis Blow. You ain't told no Bible like Curtis Blow. Right. No disrespect to the Christians, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Like for real. Yeah. That shit come from Run. When Run say he 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 had the he he was in L. A. and he had Quasi because Quasi get him the Bentley. Then he's in the motherfucking in the in the in the, in the penthouse suite, and he's in the in the in the five star hotel, and he got the. He's sitting in the motherfucking jacuzzi, and a lady from Rolling Stone is knocking at the door, and his barber is behind the lady from Rolling Stone. Stories. And he's and he has the, he's got the bubbles and shit all in the jacuzzi, and he got the motherfucking French toast syrup dripping, and he's like, this shit is out of control because he got the weed man coming behind all this shit. He's like, this shit is out of control. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he, he let the fame get to him, but Ron Swag was off the chain. Like I look at nigga Swag like. That's why I don't fuck with Scarface. I well, you got to be no nigga like that. You got to look at his brother, though. Russell Simmons was a part behind a lot of that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So they had to keep up a certain image, yeah. you know? And he wasn't going to go for that because he saw the money involved in it. That's yeah. what Russell Simmons saw. Yeah. He wasn't worried about anything else. He saw the money that they were getting and they was bringing. You know what I'm saying? You got to hear the story yeah. when Ron fucked up the, the shit with Michael Jackson because he was high off the cocaine. And, and it was supposed to be about- Who was high off the cocaine? Ron was. Okay, go ahead. So they were supposed to do a song about being bad. And Mike said, I'm not fucking with him because he hiding the motherfucker. So they took the whole, it was about about saying be, drugs is bad and being doing the shit about knowing the drugs and shit. Right. So LL, Russell took the concept to LL, I'm bad, bigger and deafer. That's what he flipped it to. And oh, then, wow. So remember in the video, I'm bad? He yeah. was putting up the... The posters and shit against drugs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Kidnapped Tasha and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm a bad man, this and that. Michael Jackson. Truth to, era. He he had to change his whole shit around. So that was the that was the, his bad. That was L L and, and, and Russell's bad. Right. So when you when you go back to it, when Michael Jackson come out with his bad three years later, with the with the bad, who the who 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 is the dudes? That's Ron. Jay and DMC, cause the dude had the had the gazelles on, 
And he was talking all this shit like you got to be a bad motherfucker, this and that. So Michael Jackson was telling him, you ain't bad, you ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. You ain't tough. You right, ain't right, right, right. So that was his shot at them. That's that was what, supposed to be Run DMC. That was Wesley Sub- Snipes up in the video. Yeah, subliminal right. shit. Okay, here we go. Because the baddest nigga in Run DMC is the one that's dead right now. Yeah, Master Jack. That was the street dude. Yeah. Hold on. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast, now on iTunes. Now on SoundCloud. Now anywhere where you can hear podcasts. Download, subscribe, share, comment, leave a review. Bombs! The Melly Mel era, um, Sugar Hill Gang. Yep. Did you meet Seal Robinson? Silver Rome? Yeah. Silver Rome, Not Rome, but oh, Robinson from Robinson. Uh, from the Sugar Hill. No, I never. I mean that that was part of was part the record of label. label that is yeah, no. You never- See, Sugar Hill was just a label, and it was all it was always distributed. It wasn't through a major record company. It was always through some independent, some subsidiary label, and a lot of it they, they did direct. So that's why Sugar Hill died so quick. What you they, mean you know, direct? What you mean? They did their own distributing. Well, they would oh. they would come. Sometimes they come to Chicago with a bunch of records and try to sell them to people. Or sometimes they send you, give you, leave you some on consignment, and you pay once you sell those. How much did you? How much did they try to sell it to you for? Twelve inches back then was like maybe five to six dollars, so we probably paid like maybe two or three dollars, something like that, or something like that. They wasn't that, they wasn't that expensive, you know. How many would you buy for them? It depends on how hot the record was, you know. If it was hot, we get a hundred, maybe two, maybe three. Yeah. What was the biggest record you ever sold? The like, biggest record sold? ever sold. For my knowledge, all the time I've been here, Michael Jackson Thriller. I'm, oh my God! I'm talking about besides you, that. Like, that's okay. the all-time greatest. Like, like some shit that just blew your mind. Like, it's like this that shit. This It wasn't. It's never been nothing out of the ordinary because most stuff that really sold real well was popular artists. Yeah. Like I sold a bunch of the masterpiece stuff, NWA stuff, just phenomenal sales. When when um. Scott LaRock and Carol's one of that first album they came out with. Yeah. Sold Criminal it like mind. crazy. Yeah. And the in the first the first two albums of KRS one were, were Boogie Down Production. By all means necessary and uh edutainment, two of the biggest hip hop records I've ever seen. Um well one one that really surprised me was um Poor Ratchet's Teaching. I mean, as far as the Rock sales. They were good. Man. I mean they were good, but I'm talking about as far as uh, the sales, they sold like crazy. Now uh at one time, um, why did it surprise you by right? I mean, because uh, it wasn't getting a lot of play nowhere. It's just that a lot of people knew about them from I don't know how. I guess through other people communicate with them. And uh, somebody was telling me they used to come here a lot and perform. Yeah, you know, just perform for free, just to be a part of the show, just so they get their name out there. And um, Special Air, I just saw a lot of that. His stuff still real good. And he like, I don't think he, I don't think he did no more than like. Psh- Maybe three albums at the so, max. So when did the record label say to you like this? Mo- this is shit is about to jump over R and B, about to jump over pop music. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know. They, they thought knew. they thought that rap was gonna be a one two year thing. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They never suspected it to be as big as it was. They they were. They never. What about crisscross jump jump? Yeah, that 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 did okay for. But see that that came in later. They it did real good, but that second album was just okay, and the third album was just like. Was, okay, what about Big Daddy Kane? He did real good, but I still I still say we did more of KRS One. Even with Ice T, I still saw more of the KRS One, the um, the Tribe Called Quest, um, 
Biz Markey, his first two albums, I mean, just just blew off the shelf. Did real good, you know. But the Big Daddy Kane, a lot of people wasn't into that laid back, smooth type rapping. It wasn't later on they started feeling. Cause that's like with Pac's first album, um, Tupac. Tupac is now. When that first came out, we didn't really sell much of it. Yeah, he didn't blow to that that second album. Right? Yeah. yeah, he didn't well, blow nah, to that he, second album. He really didn't blow till he came with no. He, the Thug Life. Yeah. That's when he really blew up. And then, you know, because every other week, he was here at the China Club performing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, open up for people. Where's the China Club at? It was gone. Now it's been told. This on, it was on Halster, like 13th West Halster, something like that. It's been gone for a long time. Okay. But that's the first time I saw him perform. Kenny, what and about the that, time you had? He just blew up. The, up. The, the hit squad. EPMD. Oh, EPMD and them? Yeah. This nigga had Red Man and K Solo slap boxing in front of the fucking. They was on the corner uh, where the barbershop I was working at. Yeah. They was on the corner slap boxing. K Solo and fucking Red Man. K Solo was that that dude. He was the truth, man. He he didn't he didn't play, man. He he did a concert at um at the auditorium, man. And when the sound guy messed his sound up, he literally beat the dog shit out that man. Definitely lock him up. I mean, he 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 the truth. He he didn't play, man. Kevin Kevin self organization left others. Yeah, <laughs> he, he didn't play, man. He was real. K Solo, K Solo. Okay. And um, this is my Biggie story. This is when Biggie first came out. Okay, hold on. Stories. True story. True story. Facts. Puffy, you're not getting a dime from us either. We ain't Bombs! <laughs> I'm tell a story. You ain't not giving shit for this fucking story. You met him? You met my, my, my uh, you met my idol, Sean Combs? No, I never met Puffy. Okay. Really? Okay, I was at a convention ahead. in Miami when he first started promoting this uh, Notorious Big. When he first started promoting it. This was at Miami. So, it was like, um, I think like maybe a Wednesday or a Thursday. It was like about 1130 in the morning. They, they pull up as Biggie, Craig Mack, and three other cats. They jump out the car, each one of them. They just came from breakfast, eating breakfast. Each one of them got a bottle of Alizé, drinking straight out the bottle. Craig Mack comes up, hey, I'm Craig Mack. Y'all know what I'm saying? I was like, dude, tone that down. Man, you about to bust my eardrums. <laughs> dude, loud. And I mean, they were just acting silly. They got out the car, they slap boxing in the front of the store. I'm like, dude, what's up? He's like, oh, man, dude was talking shit in the van. I had to show him that I, I'm the shit. I slapped the shit out of him. I mean, there was just some wild dudes, man. But I mean, Biggie was real cool down the earth. You know, he, he sat and talked with people, signed some autographs, and got back in the car and left. So it's he the was, same story with Mary. Mm-hmm. This guy's just got different aggression. Yeah, Mary probably had the 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 the, the, the jitters as well. She probably but, but, see, but yeah, I understand that. You know, but my thing is, if your day not going good, cancel it. You know what I'm saying? We all human beings. We all go through stuff. You know, but you know, Ice T said it. Ice T said it best. He say, "I work from six in the morning to six at night, and sometimes from six to twelve midnight. And every morning, women just get up and grin and smile. So I'm a human being just like everybody else." He say, I, "Sometimes I have bad days and good days." He said, "When I have a bad day, I do nothing because I don't want to. Because when an artist comes in front of somebody." Who's a fan of them? They want you to be on your best. Yeah, because they 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 love you, but you come shit at them. They ready to whoop you. You have your your artistry. Yeah, you have your you know? music and whatever you your songs 
before them. That's what that's what's in their mind. So they think you're that person all the all, time. All the time. You so, know, they, they don't know that you just, you know. You, you're just a human being, just you, like me. You, you, you go to bed just like everybody else. Full, they live, but they live an abnormal lifestyle. I understand. Yeah. And, and, and when when you get real popular, just like with Michael Jordan, there's certain places he just can't go by himself. You just can't. You got to have somebody with you because you're so popular. They do stupid stuff. One night, we had some at the, at the what was it called? It was called Heroes back then yeah. on Michigan. Stories. And, um. I, I'm enjoying this. I ain't going to. I don't and, know about um, you all, you three, you two. And, um, you know this already, but, but I'm in. Yeah, I'm sitting back. Mike, we talk Kenny, about Kenny, I'm time. enjoying this. I am really am. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting back in awe, but go ahead. But we're at the. We the fans they had a little. Too. They had a little. Uh, There's a couple of artists at, uh, at Heroes. It was like, um, it was Aaron Hall, Gerald LeVert, and somebody else. I think it was Keith Swell. I'm not for sure. So Mike Tyson was in town. So he came by and stopped by. Uh-oh. This one guy said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some stupid shit, man. I'm going to make Mike Tyson hit me so I can sue his ass. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Stories. Listen, you damn fool. You would rather take a blow from this man who's knocking people out, and you don't know nothing about boxing. You don't know nothing about how to you know, take a punch where you it ain't gonna mess you up. I said, man, this dude hit you, he's gonna give you brain damage. You can never spend a dime on the money you get for suing him. Yes, Bombs! <laughs> Fool! Pop it! They just, Bangers! They just put the money like They would have bought him the Rolls Royces of motherfucking wheelchairs. Bombs! <laughs> he would have had dual exhaust. Bombs! <laughs> and, Everything he thought he wanted to do. This this is a, this is a, a young Mike Tyson, fresh off the motherfucking divorce from uh, Robin Givens when she done fucked him out of all his money. Bombs! He the uppercut that motherfucker. He probably just coming back down to earth right now. Yo, the Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, we peeped out here. Engineering field. Did you see what he did to Mitch Green's face? Look that up. Google yeah. that right now. This Google Mike Tyson. Just Google up the fight he had with uh Michael Spinks. Mike Spinks talked all that shit. That fight didn't even go. It went 90 seconds. What? Didn't even go a minute. The man's eyes was white. He said, Mike Tyson, the first time I hit him in his rib, I heard him go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Pop it. <laughs> he said, I know I had his ass. Mitch Green. <laughs> right. What about the one with he Trevor Burrett? He sucker punched me. What about the he one sucker with, punched with me. That's Trevor Burrett? Yeah, same way. When that nigga fell all the way across the ring and the referee had to catch him. Because he he went from one rope to the other and fell down the ref. <laughs> and the ref was like, it's over. He's like, no, it ain't over. He's like, man, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I didn't count to 110. Nigga, I had brain that was messing with Mike Tyson. Kenny. Yes, okay, sir. you said NWA was a good seller for you. Yeah, great seller. Did you all ever have... Um, I had the whole crew in the store. Let me ask you, did you all ever have any... Okay, let me get this question together. All right, take your time. Get this question together. I'm going to tell you something. Take your time. Let me, let, let me get my question out right quick. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. What do you feel... What did you feel about when you seen Common Ice Cube in Barbershop 3 after Cube and Common's Went through that, yeah. And remember well, when you was with him, and he said, yeah, but, "I know what that nigga be on," and he showed you his piece. Oh yeah, he's like, "I but heard, you know, I heard he." That he um, no, no, wait, wait, wait. What's the backstory with that? Come on now. Before no, nah, well, well, you know, common and I don't know how it started. Him and Cube had some kind of little beef going on. I don't know what it started about. I think it was a comment that somebody made, but you know, it was just a bunch of little mess. But Faircon, he smoothed that out and took care of all that. 
But like when Common first down. came out, you know, he used to come by the store like every day. That uh, can I buy a dollar album? I used yeah. to run him. I used to literally run him away from the store. Why? Because he got on my goddamn nerves Why? every day. How many records? How many You got some sales day? What you sell? What you sell my music today? Unbelievable, man. I say, dude. I'm, as soon as I sell something, let you know. I'm gonna call you. I mean, he would be there literally every day. That's what a label called uh, Red. Yeah. Relativity. That's a label he was signed to. He first yeah, he signed was sell- to. He was signed to. Yeah. Right. 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 And then uh, that started a little bit, but that. Uh, the one that came out would call, um, it was just called Makes No Sense, something like that. One day it all make sense. One day it all makes sense. Then that one started picking up and suddenly he just, after that, he just, he just took blew off. up. He just took off. You don't come out there no more, huh? I mean, I see him he, every he, now and then. He came out for that one, for the One Day It All Makes Sense. He, no, no, what he came back for, um, no, it wasn't that one. It was, uh, this one he got, he got signed Universal when he came back because it was, it was one right before, it was one right before a B. Like Water for Chocolate? Like water for chocolate. Water for chocolate. That's what it was. Yeah. It was with, that, that, with the light on there. Cause he, cause he, uh, he came in the store and that's when I called all him, come down there and holler at him. Did he have a Donnie Donnie Hathaway hat on and shit? He had on a little like a little little white baseball cap, like. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, he's always been a real he's been a real good cool cat, man. You know, he never I didn't have no problem to Donnie. He just got that, on your nerves. Yeah, he got on my nerves. He was there every day. He was there every day. Yeah. We did the basketball argument shit. I was spending spending some of his lines. He's like, man, you remember all that shit? I was like, yeah, nigga, that's that's my life. When you say. The best shit was chooping to the loop with your precisions. Cutting class would still get uh, go to division mm-hmm. over your mellow's house. Cutting class to get ass would still go to division over your mellow house. Uh, bust a spoolie on the spread but still have some on your shirt. Nigga, that's my life. Nigga, we was cutting class to go down to Eric Nick's house and get some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. But we went to division. But see, that's the bad thing. See, when you go to division, I mean, you in school for the day. We used to cut division. And go to a couple of classes and go home. Cause right. when you go to division, that means that you are in school. So you you graduated in seventy nine. So by the end, they changed 80, everything from, from eighty four to eighty eight. <laughs> they was calling the house, so that yeah, call could not come. House, to, yeah. That call couldn't come to the crib. And what time was your division? It, it was ten o'clock. It, it was yeah. It that was, was our division ten o'clock. Yeah. So yeah. no, I'm talking about the call would come in. Like we was a lady that used to. So I gave her, you know how I, I tricked the lady? I gave her, the, I said my number real, real slow. She was like, what's your phone number? I was like, one, three, one, two, five, eight, eight, <laughs> two, three, zero, zero. So, like y'all laugh, there was a few people laughed in the room. Nigga, she came to the classroom <laughs> about 40 minutes late. She's like, I need to speak to Michael Walton. Uh, come here. Stop. So this the this the this the attendance lady in the right. office. So you know, like bitch, you on the bottom of the totem pole. You you ain't the principal. Right. Mm-hmm. So she young and she she like, you think you funny don't you? I'm like, yeah, well, well, why you say that? She was like You gave me the po- number of the police station. How you give me the number to the motherfucking Empire carpet? I was like, my mama worked there. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you ain't finna get me. I was Pop. like, call back. And that's for Sharon Woods. She was like, why your mama named Woods and your last name Walton? I was like, they wasn't married. Bombs! <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> um, so, 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 she like kind of like smirked it off. So from that day forward, every time she'd see me in the, in the lunchroom, right, right. she'd be getting the teacher's lunches and shit. And one day I had her a cake. She was like, how you get a cake? This is a teacher's cake. I was like, bitch, I got, I got juice all around the school. Bitch, I been, I've been putting these in, in, in my book bag about five or six years ago. 
What the, shut the fuck up. That cake older than motherfucker. <laughs> Whoever couldn't eat the cakes, like that, that's right. I, they give them away. That's and what I used to do. I used to get cakes to other chicks who I like, you know what I'm saying? So I gave her cake one day because she was kind of, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bitch, I'm about to be up out of here in about four or five months. And I'm going to beat your ass. You on 22. <laughs> I, know, I don't know what you on. You got a classic Kenny King at night. I know what you on. But go ahead. Look, because um, he made me forget what I was about to ask you. Uh-oh. Okay. Damn, I'm sorry. Has there any... This was no Obama nominee he was talking about. Has... Ha- ha- <laughs> <laughs> has there any be, has there been a situation where I didn't understand what he said? What, what did he say? I don't know. See, this is what Obama not even talking about. <laughs> Bombs. Okay. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast now on iTunes, now on SoundCloud. Download, subscribe, share, comment, review. Now, um. I asked you who you didn't like. You said Mary J. Yeah, she wasn't one for of For that one instance right yeah. there. But other than that, everybody else has been pretty cool. Everybody else is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, now I remember. Was there any product that you you and Fletcher had qualms about selling? Didn't like, this was too controversial. Never. You didn't put that in, kind of in the business. Uh-uh. Like, you know, you have somebody that would sit up and, like, would say that Eminem is talking about raping mm-hmm. his mother. Right. And they sold everything from Shirley Caesar, take them to the water, to, and the beans, greens, tomatoes, and all that shit to uh, Bitch Better Have My Money by AMG. AMG, baby. Yeah. You didn't give two all. shits at all, period. Nah. Money. Your record labels, I mean, not the record labels, the, the record stores that you would that you would sell to. The record stores that you would sell to, mm-hmm. the record stores that you would sell to, did you have any blowback about selling NWA or no. Public Enemy? <clears throat> Whatever the contract to uh, Luke, Mm-mm. no problems with selling Luke all at the all. Time Luke had a problem when he started disrespecting the flag. Other than that, he was he used to come out with little videos, the Luke Peep shows and all yeah. that, sell that stuff like crazy. But once he started. Disrespecting the flag, talking about the flag, that's when he went down. Listen, man. White folks. Two live crew. White two, people see green. Two live crew, poison, no, clan. But see, but, oh, please. But but majority of your customers were majority what? Black. All, all black, yeah. I, I, like I said, like I said one time, I used to say it was quite a few of the chain stores, but it was basically all, all black. What chain stores you sold to? I used to sell to, um, damn, um, the one that's in the in the basement of the plaza. I can't think of the name of it now. Uh, uh, uh. God damn! It was store in the plaza. Yeah, not spin it, cause spin was over in the little side in the corner. Yeah, it was like right there next to Carson's. It was all oh, the one the one that used to really make the yeah. money. Yeah, Sam then they moved upstairs. No, it wasn't Sam Goody. No, no, no. It was way for Sam Goody. Cause then they moved upstairs. They moved like where the lock was at in that area. It used to be downstairs by. I can't think of the name of the store. Mm, mm, mm. Damn. Cause this one, this like, it was in the eighties too. I can't think of the name of it. Mm. I used to sell a lot of coconuts. I used to serve it like shoot. What, Fletcher's one stop sold to coconuts. Yes, sir. I thought a rack job or, or whatever. When they had pro- when they couldn't get pop from, from their different stores. Cause see what, what well, see, with, with the coconuts, they it, it is a rack job who does it, but. The rack jobber, he might be in Minnesota. 
So the, the, all the music would have been in soda, and then they ship it out to other stores. So if they didn't get it in certain time, they would come back from us. I used to sell the Loop Records downtown. I used to sell stuff to Rose Records, Jack Rose, when he was downtown in Wabash. You sold a lot of stuff to him. Yeah. Man, that's so... When they couldn't find that product, and you know that, like I say, that black music just blew up. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, got thrown. Did on you ever meet Phyllis Hyman? Yeah, I was in her dressing room one night. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, sweet woman. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. You did? Yeah, my sister was a big fan of her. I so, am. So I, I said I gotta go backstage to see Phyllis. How so tall? I knew, how tall was oh, she? She was like shh, six, probably four, six, six, four, five. six five. Six five. Man, beautiful lips, just a beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah, she Excuse was. Me. And real sweet down there. Cause my sister was a big fan. Who broke her heart, man? I, 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 they don't talk about it. I don't know. Who you think broke her heart? It's some guy. It some guy she was madly in love with, and she got depressed. All her music was based on what she was going through. You know, so. But, I mean, I was back in her dressing room. She just sat and talked with us. She was real cool. She signed autographs. She said, well, I, nobody got no camera. I want to take some pictures. But, you know. Back then, we had no damn cameras. Yeah, they yeah. had cameras all you know, like a lot of they got now. You know what I'm saying? You can find a camera everywhere now. Camera think, on your phone. And we think about Phyllis Hyman. Which that's is, what which, they turned Mary J. Blige into the 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 R and B hip hop version of a Phyllis Hyman. You gotta, but you got to explain that. You just can't just throw that out there. You got to explain had, that. She had. You got to explain Phyllis Hyman then. Bridge it across to Mary J. Blige. Phyllis Hyman no, was the, no, the dark, dark, no, the, dark the, problem, no, the, the biggest problem was that, that the great company had with Phyllis Hyman, they didn't know how to market her. Yeah. Because her music was so adult. And they just didn't know how to market her. How That's, old was she? I don't know how old she was. I mean, but her music was, you know, her music was just like, her music was more considered like with, uh, based on uh, a Billie Holiday or Somebody of that era. Did you meet Gambling Huff? No, I never met them. Never met them. Uh-uh. Some bad boys. Never met them. Hey, Kenny. Gambling Huff me, was was get, a, was a oh, black yeah. lady. Give me this. Give oh, me yeah. this. Them two producers from Philadelphia. They created the uh, OJ Sound and, and uh, a lot the of Philadelphia others. Philly International. Look yeah. it up. Philadelphia International. So Gambling Huff. Philadelphia. L.A. and Babyface. Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. Who you going with? That's the best. Hold on. Bombs! We talking. This is just. Mike, Mike, you talking. You talking the essence of, of black music right there. So you got to say it guys. again. Say it again one more time. Gamble and Huff. Right. Philadelphia. L.A. and Babyface. They, 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 they control a lot of hits. Oh, yeah. L.A. and Babyface. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis started with. With the time mm-hmm. out of Minneapolis, mm-hmm. but they did the SOS band first shit, and then they took it off. Hands took down, off. my opinion, Gamble and Huff. Gamble and Huff. Why? Because they had the, they put Philadelphia on the map. They had all the top, all the top singers. Everything came out of there. Ain't no stopping us now. McFadden and Whitehead, Teddy Pendergrass, Hell Melvin the Blue Nose. You know, they had all, I mean, they had just all the She used to be my singers. girl. Yeah. The OJs. You know, so over, over, over. Uh, I mean, but Jimmy Jam and Terry. Listen, when you, you got to look at over, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, they run wasn't as long, cause they run, they they run really kind of fade out with Janet Jackson. No, they ran. They they had a good run to two thousand four. Come on now, but not as good as Gamble and Huff, cause they man, 
and, and how they much, were putting how, out hits. How, how much? How much? How many records did you sell <clears throat> of Confessions album? Usher. Yes, that's gamble. That's not uh, gamble. That's, that's Jimmy Jam and Terry. It did well. It Come did on well. now, that went diamond. Well. Yeah, that went but, diamond. But that's that's over some years though. You sold CDs of that one now. That's over some years though when it went diamond. You understand? That that wasn't like right away because when it first came out, it wasn't as big as it was. But me you know, and Mrs. Jones, Billy Paul, Gambling Huff, yeah. And they said they me and Huff, I ain't jamming, I'm jamming. Hey, the biggest jazz records out. Hey, they said they used to go to a restaurant up under the studio on on the ground level, and they seen that situation go on every day, and they changed the names of the people to me and Mrs. Jones. Just to say the identity, but he's seen the lady cheating with the dude, and they knew each other's. They 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 knew, they, each they, other, they, they knew the significant others. Mm-hmm. Gamble Huff did, so they came up with the song from that. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a talent, man. Songwriting is a hell of a talent. Yeah, but you, songwriting is bombs. Say it again. Hold on, hold on, Mike. Hold on. Hop it, Mangus. Say it again, boss. Songwriting is a hell of a talent. Okay. If you don't believe me, I, I, I'm gonna take three songs from each each person. So you give me Whip Appeal from Babyface and and, great, and, and, great and, and your great, boy. Great album. This that song. Mm-hmm. You give me She Used to Be My Girl or, or Backstabbers. Give me Backstabbers from Gamble and Huff. And give me Kevin Stay in the Rain. Them, them, them three songs right there. All generations can relate to relate them songs. To okay, give me. Okay, you saying gambling huff, right? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not claiming nobody. You know who I'm gonna go with. Give, L.A. L.A. and Baby did have some good stuff. Oh yeah, my man, my shout out to Anthony Allen, my man. That was my uh, <laughs> turn them up, turn them my up. My manager at McDonald's. I probably told y'all this before uh, on one of these episodes. But the man said, uh, in '88, they had a big song out, the deal called Two Occasions. Two Occasions, right? And the man said, "I only think of you two occasions, Mike. That's a lot. That lobby go clean up, clean up both up. Bombs, dog, <laughs> dog, <laughs> motherfucker. What? <laughs> Anthony Allen, man. Shout out to you, man. How did how did how did Babyface's uh, soon soon as I get home song that was on his album? How did it sell? So quite well. All the Babyface stuff did good. Because, I mean, a lot of people know him from, you know, being with Manchild, then The Deal, and then he went solo. I mean, he I didn't know nothing about no Manchild. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been out there for a while. The Deal, the deal. I, I, they mm-hmm. all had curls. Mm-hmm. And, and L.A. had had the curl. And he was the drummer. The curl of all curls. Yeah. But he was the brains behind everything, period. Yeah, and, and see, the thing about it is these people put so much – Emphasis on how they, they sign these artists and do all these artists magically know about the contract they sign. Everybody holler about TLC and Tony Braxton. Why did the LL and LL LL well Reeds and Babyface treat them in that way? Kicking in, treat them that way. It's like it wasn't no sleep kicking in, but I still can go. Go ahead. But they all complain about how why Tony Braxton signed that that deal like that. Why? TLC signed a deal like that. They got managers. They got to have company 
or managers who read them contract. You got to watch the man who watched the man who watched the man. When you sign the contract, you sign a seven album a seven album deal for seven albums. That don't mean you're gonna do it in seven years. You know what I'm saying? That's why most people sign two album deals, three album deals. So it depends on the length of time. It, most people, when you hear most of this music out it's been written three or four, maybe five years ago. But all they do is they just take the modern sound and add the newest sound to it. Right. So it sounds like it's something that, oh man, he just did that yesterday. No. How did her album do for you Do for you all at the store? I mean, at, at the one stop. Which one, Tony? Tony yes. Braxton? Yes. All her albums did good. Especially uh, the very first one, because you know, she was real hot. She said just she came up that was boomerang. broke and didn't get nothing. Well, because of the contract she signed. And see, just like in the new edition story, everybody expecting them to get a whole bunch of money. Talk to them. But they didn't. You see, you see how I do broke it down? Y'all doing this every night. Y'all at this hotel. Y'all drinking this. Y'all eating this. Y'all traveling like this. All that. What they do is, with most artists, when they sign you, they give you what they call a marketing budget. They may give you $200,000. They may give you $300,000. When you spend that two dollars $300,000, you got to recoup that before you get any royalties back. If you don't recoup that money, everything you make goes back to that, re- to that budget that you had. You got to recoup that budget. I was talking to uh, Donnell Jones one time. He said, I never take none of that money from them. He said, because every time you take that budget money and you spend it, you got to put it back before you see your money. So what, what, he, was just, he wouldn't take no front-end money at all? No. Donnell Jones would get out here and hustle on his own. And he was an artist. But was, but was promoters booking him at that time? Oh, yeah. Or, or was the label setting up shows for them? If the label, whatever the label set up for you, even if they, they set up something for you and set a limousine for you, it come out your budget. Right, I know that. Yeah. Okay, what I'm saying to you is, at that time, during those times, was it individual promoters that was that was that was uh, uh sometimes doing the shows? Yeah. Or, or he would or, go he go to promote himself and tell what he want, and he perform. So what? Okay, let's just say this: that uh, let's say Mary J. Blige is on tour, and it's a record label sponsored tour or whatever. <clears throat> How many tickets were you allotted? Oh man, please! Some man, sometimes I, I had tickets that I threw away. It didn't, it didn't make a difference. That doesn't come. That don't come with like you know what it is is they got different and different regions. They have like a promotional people. They got a, a a national and a regional promotion person. Right. So and then the salesperson, all of them get tickets. They allocated tickets. Man, sometimes I'll be outside looking to get tickets away for people. Now I can't even get one ticket to go to the show myself because everything got so tight. But before. Man, it wasn't even no limit to tickets I would get. So sometimes. the promotion people's okay. So you saying now in 2017, it's, it's, the it's record nothing. label promotions people are not coming everything in. is done through um, Live Nation basically, and they control all of that. Like they, what they do is a lot of times, like if say if Pepsi sponsoring, Pepsi gets so many tickets. If Coke sponsoring, they get them so many tickets, so many markets to go to different shows. But my sales people don't even get tickets no more. I would get tickets with my sales reps. You know what I'm saying? Who I wow. buy music from, but that's all ended. You know, it's a new day. So you're not getting no tickets whatsoever right Nothing now. Not at all. Barely. Barely. Yeah. What's the last concert and show that you've been to? The last thing I went to, I think I went to see Fantasia. That was that was done by who? It was done. It was done. Um, I don't know who did the actual show. I think it was. I'm not for sure, but I got tickets. Well, I really got tickets to somebody else who at the last minute didn't want to go. They got tickets, but they didn't have nothing to get to the stores. It, is it is it is it best for the, the management of that artist to build the relationship with you and no. with at all? Mm-mm. Everything that, that everything that we do comes through our sales rep or the person, the marketing rep for that for that company. 
Yeah, he's a little man. But isn't it, okay? When I'm like I said, once I'm gonna ask again, mm-hmm. would you have a problem with not having a relationship? With, do you have a problem not having a relationship with that artist and that artist manager? No, I, I have a relationship with a lot of artists and management. But the thing about it is. Everything goes through the company. You don't go through. The, they get so many tickets themselves, but everything else goes through the company. So they don't look out for you whatsoever. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. No. You don't no. trip about that. No, I don't trip no, about man, that. No, man, because because in and out of town, you start meeting uh, better superheads, wet wet vaginas, pop bombs. And, and wait, 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 hold on. Kenny starts to fall down. He, he at one point in time, when he when Common was coming there every day, he was number one. Yeah. When he got Eric about dude, who was Kenny? Mm-hmm. Bombs! Yeah. Who was Fletcher's? Bombs! Who was Coops? Yeah. Bombs! Yeah, who's all of my Fletcher's? And, and, and you got to understand this, too. They changed, they set their, their um, itinerary up. You know what I'm saying? The company set their itinerary up. And so, like, one time um, George Benson was coming to, to, to again, it's called the China Club. It's, it's, it's long gone now. So, China, it was China, China, China. It was a, a rack job called Damn, what was it called? Lieberman's, I believe. So I knew the guy who managed George Benson. So what I told him is that, well, I want to sell product there. But this rack jobber, he was like, so I buy more than they do, so I want to sell the product there. So it was a big dispute. One of the guys from the company said, Well, yeah, well, we're gonna let him do it. But when his manager said, No, they asked first, so they get to do it. This guy was, he was pissed. But just because of the relationship I had with his manager, I was allowed to do it. I sold maybe 200 LPs that night. I mean, I came box of LPs. So maybe 200 of them that night. How much? They was like about $7, $8 a piece. Like I say, vinyl wasn't that expensive then, you know what I'm saying? The, the most expensive album you would buy, see if, if uh, like when they had those Motown anthologies, like Marvin Gaye anthologies, they were like two album sets. They were like, Eleven ninety eight. So that was the most expensive. You know what I'm saying? But you're still getting two albums for twelve dollars. Now, you know? now that shit would be how much? Oh, they just re- they just released um, songs in the key of life. Stevie wanted the double LP. It sold for forty five dollars. Kenny, have people been buying it? I don't sell no vinyl because the vinyl is non returnable. So whatever I buy, I have to keep. So if I don't sell it, I got to eat it. Marvin yeah. Gaye, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. You said what? Marvin Gaye or Stevie Wonder? Who as far as get? being what? The best? Who you like? Who your number one? Hands down, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> My man. R. Kelly That's or, or uh, Fantasia in the spelling bee. What's God happening? damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> R. Kelly. <Pop> it. <laughs> okay. You <laughs> spell cat if you gave me C and the A in the line. Yeah, they wouldn't know what to do with the line. Fantasia got, cross the line, bitch. Fantasia got a big ass, though, Jack. Oh, yeah, but yeah, see, the thing yeah, about yeah. it. You know see, how many big asses I done had? Nah, fuck that. She got top a good of me, mouth, too. They can't spell Uber. <laughs> Bombs! <laughs> Hold on. We going, man. We keep going, man. And look, um. Since you started it now, let's go. Th- let's go through them real quick. Give me, let's let's go through. You, you said R. Kelly. R. Kelly and what? I was about to say. I can't think of somebody that's 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 good. Just like that's on him. his level. That's on his well, level. Well, you know, Trey Song I mean, was trying to compare himself to R. Kelly. No, R. Kelly and Teddy Riley. That's R. not R. That's, Kelly. No, that's no comparison. Song R. Kelly. 
Really? R. Kelly. You gonna do that? Dude, let me, let me, let me, okay, I got story. Stories. <clears throat> R. Kelly released an album called Titles. So, he didn't really know what to label it. Remember, remember the White Album had, uh, yeah. he did a song with Carrie Hilson. So, like a, two or three months before it came out, he had a release party at his house in Country Club Hill. Invited us all to his house. Country Club Hill. I heard about so that. So he played, he played the album. Had, uh, man, he, he, he flew people in across the country. He flew them in himself. He paid for all of himself. Program directors and everything. Everything. And he told, he first said, no, no phones and no, no, no phones, no camera. Then he was okay with that because everybody's in there blogging. So he played the whole album for us. This was a, I remember exactly, it was a Monday night because it started like about 8 o'clock. So he served dinner, MacArthur served the food. So later on, he started playing the album. He, he did with a little mini tour of his house and took us to his studio. Now, this man got flags, uh, trophies, BT awards, Grammy, all this stuff. He got a shelf, a big tall shelf, and all shit sitting on the bottom shelf. He said, That really don't mean a lot to me. You know, I mean, they, they, I was good that I won them, but it don't mean a lot to him. As we walked to his studio, he got flags from all over the country. I mean, where he'd been in different places. So he'd take it to his studio, and he's telling the story. He said, yeah, well, in that chair right there, that's where me and Michael Jackson sat down to write a couple of songs. He said, and the, but the, 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 the person who was most afraid of me was Whitney Houston, and I don't know why. Because I told her, we uh, we're going to go in the studio and record. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and she was like, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to go in there with you. He said, this is why I record. He said, sometimes I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning with a song on my head, and I come in, put it on paper. So this man started playing the piano, making up songs. I mean, everybody just, oh, yeah, keep going. Man, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, man, I, you got to let me, I got to go to work in the morning. Y'all got to let me out of here. No, I got one more song to play for y'all. I mean, the man is a musical genius, man. He is a genius, man. You can give him some words, and he'll make up a song about it, man. I mean, he yeah, he has some problems with say. it, but the man, he's a genius, man. What you just say? Hands he down. spelled any word that he say out of his mouth. <laughs> That's why he called himself R, because he can't spell Robert. <laughs> you, are- <laughs> <laughs> you bombed it on your own. Yeah, but the man, he, he's hes a gifted cat, man. Trading I- My Life was a tough song. Oh, yeah. Um, That was a good album. Hell of a song. How did, was that, how did that album do for you? The second album. Oh, 12 play? 12 play. Was it 12 play? Trading My Life was on the third album, self-titled. The one where you remind me of your Jeep. Yeah. That was the third album. That, was that 96? I don't know what, I don't that know was, what it was. Or That's where he just sitting on the cover, like a blue, he's sitting on the cover like in front of a, like yeah, a yeah. Jeep or something. No, he That's said, what Trading My Life was on he that. He was standing on, on the cover of, uh, he was standing in front of C.S. Tower when C.S. Tower was up in front of him oh. because he, he took the picture. And he was like a like, truck or something in front of it too, yeah. I think. I don't know. How was Crucial Conflict for you? Real big. The first two? Real big. Really? Mm-hmm. And they, they came back to when they was kids. They was high as hell. But uh, to this day, I still keep in touch with uh, with uh, Wildstyle. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was trying to he was trying to put out some other stuff. He did a he put out a CD of his own, but he didn't do that well. Who your coolest artist you ever hung out? You know, the coolest person I ever hung out with was uh, was Charlie Wilson. Uh oh, uh oh. For, for years, man. That dude would, would call me like every other week. Just call me. We just kick it on the phone. Real cool cat, man. He knew me by now. Every time he comes to Chicago, he said, can you come to my show? I'm like, well, I don't know. Man, at one time, it was stuff going on every single night. 
Every single night. In Chicago. Every single night. How'd you keep sane with all this? I didn't go to a lot of Oh, no, I could. I, I, mean, I had a kid. I had a son. How'd, I was you, trying to how raise. how'd you keep sane with all this? You seeing, a lot all, of you it. seeing everything. Uh, a lot we, of it. Well, see. Know your position. The, the thing with me is, this shit don't excite me. Because, I, like I say, I, I've been in so many positions where some of these people, man, I'd be like, damn, that's, that's how you, you mess up like that? I don't want to go down that road. You know what I'm saying? Some of, some of these people, like the couple who work for these companies, they were literally alcoholics because this is what they had to do every single night. I couldn't do that. It, when, I went, when I go to most of those conventions, I mean, there's something going on every day, all day, all night for three days. I couldn't even make half of that stuff. How was your how was how was your relationships with promotion execs? Oh, real good. I, I knew a lot of them personally, but like I say, you knew a Al, lot of, you knew my man Allen. Allen who? Allen from um, RCA, RCA and and uh, you know who I'm talking about, Ballhead Allen. I can't think of his last name, Allen Johnson, something like that. He how, how old is he about? He's he's got to be up in the, up in the age like around. Between our age, from between forty late Allen Washington, Allen Washington, it might be Allen Washington. Did he own the pizza place on Seventy Fifth Street? Not that okay. No, well, it was Allen who did that. I, I might not know him, but he was in the he was in the BMG slash Sony system. Okay, well that was later on because later on because what happened is we're talking about early two thousand. Yeah, you talk right like that. The, see, but at that time, my self rep was just gotten caught. Um, well, I, I changed several plenty of times. His name was Don Jones, but he passed, and there was another lady who took his place. Her name was Ella. So I, I, I may know him, but okay, I would have to see him. Okay. But the person who really ran BMG back in back in the day was this guy named June Moon. I mean, he was just a pff, hell of a promoter, man. He had so much. He he like Mike. He had the gift for gas. He get records played when could nobody get records played on the radio. I mean, yeah. Pff, he had the Whispers, Dynasty, Sky, um. Instant funk, all you know. He had and all Scott, on the radio. Call me yeah. if you need What's your thoughts about Payola? Payola been existing for day one. That's that's never changed. Still goes on. Still it goes on. on, but it goes on with gifts now. See, back in the day, it was money. So what they do now is like, oh well, this this is coming up um, summer. You and your wife, y'all want to go to Jamaica, right? Y'all want to go on that cruise, right? Pay for that cruise. It's just another form of Payola. Gotcha. You got an all exclusive trip. Plane paid for, hotel paid for, you know, all your accommodations paid for. Before we wrap, Kenny, I gotta let you know, like, 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 we seen a lot in the neighborhood. I was, I was on Seventy Fifth Street for what twenty years. Yeah, and 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 working in the barbershop. shop, and we seen kids go the wrong way, and, and some of them lose their lives or whatever. But your force with the what what even what I'm what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. It helped influence me with what what I was doing. Most definitely. Because I, I was seeing it in in a way I should have like like I say the, on, on my birthday when you did the new edition thing and right. you took the pictures and this and that. I was so hungover from the, the next morning that he had the pictures at the shop when I got there at three thirty. <laughs> because I woke up, you know, like like everybody knew my Saturday mornings was not a Saturday morning because my Friday night used to be so rough. Yeah. So I you know, Kenny helped me with that them situations, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Mike, you can't do a fifth every Friday. You're a pillar in the community. You help this I guy in his liver. <laughs> <laughs> Bombs! Help the fry it. Oh. No, no, he said he said you can't do a fifth. 
every Friday. That's what I say. He's a pillar yeah, yeah, yeah. in the community, yeah, yeah. and he's yeah, helped you in your liver. You yeah. can't do a fifth. You, you need the Kennys. You, you, you need the uh, Jamals. You, you need the, the Mike Walls. You the need- same thing with you, Mike, because yeah. you know you took the, – the thing about these most of these youngsters nowadays, they don't have nobody to give them a hug. I had one little cast man. I broke him down into tears, man. I had him crying. I had him crying. This a little cat I know. He been, I ain't going to call him. He's been a neighbor for years. Yeah. This dude, almost 25 years old, he's never been downtown. Wow. I said, you never been to the water tower? He he was amazed when he saw a damn urinal flush by itself. Mm. I'm like, dude, where you been? I said, dude, what? Almost 25? Almost twenty five, hey, and we got the talking like, man. Like, like I told y'all off air, the like, dude just started crying, man. That, that's that's what I was saying. Like when I walked to the park today, trying to get the boys to teach them how to play basketball the right way, because everybody is so hung up on being the next Steph Curry. Well, or see, well, the, 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 but the biggest problem is too in school they took a lot of stuff away from these kids. They don't have gym no more. When I was when I was in high school, we had to take gym for four years. Now, gym is not even a requirement. You got to have four years of gym to graduate high school. When I was in high school, it's not a requirement now. They don't have band. We used to have after school. Well, they were, they were the teachers. We first do our homework. They teach you how to play chess, checkers, ping pong, or something. But you had to complete your homework first. But they, I had all these opportunities. They were, so, they were free. To go to the park district now, it costs. Yeah. You got to pay to go to the park district. Maybe once, twice out of the week, it's free. That shit is it's That's cost, crazy. Trust me, that shit is costly as hell. But what I'm saying, but, but you can set up where they can come in here and do their home. What the, the, the biggest problem with most of these kids is they have no social skills. Everybody you see walking down the street, they're hitting the phone. They're texting or reading something. Nobody has social skills. It's crazy. But that's the biggest problem. Our youth just need a hug and then somebody say, man, we care about y'all. Okay. I want to switch topics for one second. I got a couple of questions I want to ask. Um, it's, it's dealing with relationships and everything. I want to get your insight on it. Cool. Um, I give my opinion. Magic Mike, we do this every week. You know how we do. Um, I, is your mic working there, engineering field? It's not working? Okay. Um, with that being said, here we go. God damn, what is you looking for? He looked at this phone all night. Now you're looking for the questions. Here we go. You ready? Let's go. Um, we'll get your opinion on this. You tell okay. me what you think. You ready? Magic Mike, here we go. These are questions that I sent in to six brown chicks. Six of them. This is a segment that we do every week. Mm-hmm. Six brown chicks. Chicks. Six brown ah, chicks. Ah, I call messing with yeah, Mike. Hell, yeah, got him. No, I, I was, I was quick. Six brown chicks, twelve tits. My baby mama took the blame for me and is serving sixteen months. She asked me to watch our son, but I'm not about that life. Help. He needs a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> it's his son. He made it right. Yeah. So, they need to take care of it, regardless of what. Magic. She should have known who she was fucking with. That's it. That's it. That's it. Like she should have known that. Like she, you going to jail? You, 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 
any lady that take the rap and do the 16 months and leave their child out here with the dude, come on, man. You're a dumbass. Bombs! Here we go. This is a part one of three. Part one of three. Hubby denied liking his co-worker. I believed him. His job had a family retreat. He didn't tell me about it. His job posted pics on Facebook. The co-worker is pregnant. With him and all of the pics, I printed the pics and confronted, confronted him. Part three of him. Part three. This is what he said. Him. That's what you get for always snooping. You find out what you needed to see. He left no calls and texts. She wants advice. Stop being nosy. Bombs! That's how you stop all My that. opinion, if she was a woman on top of her game, she would have took care of him to where he wouldn't have been able to swing his thing no place else. She would have wore that thing out to where he wouldn't have the energy to screw nobody else. So yeah, she wasn't on her job. You got to keep your man pussied you, up. You got to stay on your job. Push it up so far above his eyes, he can't see no other pussy. Yeah. Bombs! Your ass ain't green on the other side like you think it is. Yeah, that bitch finna drive him crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. That baby finna be born a, a devil worshiper. <laughs> <laughs> Pop it! <laughs> My very good female friend has finally found a man. She's excited, but I'm very sure he's gay. I know because I, I am. Advice. Well, until you actually see, you can't look at a, you can't judge a book by its cover. You got to open up and read it. Now, if he coming at you and giving you them vibes, uh, he coming at another man, then yeah, he may be. But you got some guys who like to look cute, look to look pretty, and they real masculine, but they look feminine as hell, so. Well, maybe the dude can just suck the other guy's dick already. <laughs> he know something. He don't want to let her. He want to do the icy bus, let her down easy. <laughs> All right, here, one, one last one. One last one. Here we go. Um, my problem, my problem team has been calm, helping around the house, got a job. I discovered why. My dad has been smoking weed with him. Help. Hmm. Come on now. Well, the biggest thing is you can't make your kids your friends. So if they smoking weed now, that ain't going to really stop. He's going to continue to smoke weed with her because they both like getting high. It is what it is, baby. You, you got it. Like that lady was should have been watching that uh, her husband dick. Got to watch your kid. Got to watch your kid. You watch and you can't kid. make your kids your friends. No. But the kid is smoking weed with the father. Yeah. The yeah. father made the kid not his the, friend. No, no. Not the father. Her father. Yeah. Her yeah. father. Her, his, so the grandfather and the grandson are smoking weed together. He trying to send a boy to jail. He don't like the little boy. Bombs! <laughs> Kitty, man, we appreciate you, man. I oh, do. Man, I, I, appreciate I enjoyed it. And you, and you got here very early, and, and I appreciate you too, uh, Matt, Matt McCardo. Let us, let us go a little further. Margarita's Matt. Mama, every day you're away from us is another day we get a chance to see you again, closer to seeing you again. If it is to be, it's to be up to me. Episode 100 coming up next week. We got yeah. a special guest. 
It's going to be on the 14th, y'all. Episode 100. 100. God damn, 100. We did it's it. It's a blessing, man. It's we a blessing did it. to be able to do it. We did it's a blessing it. to be able to have people to listen to you, man. And it's amazing how, you know, just common little sense people just don't have. And, you know, you can enlighten people by just one little conversation, man. And it's, it's so many people, man, just miserable, man. And, and, and that shouldn't be. For what? Yeah. Life is too short, man. You got people who go to church every Sunday and miserable, man. What you there for? You got to be able to open up, man. You got to walk by faith, not by sight. You got to believe in something, man. And faith is knowing. You yeah. got to know. So ladies know and, when and you, you got to open up and read, man. Uncircumcised dick is probably STD on it. Bombs! <laughs> After that, we got to get out of here. Peace, y'all.